What's going on, everybody? This be your boy DJ Anonymous for Sports Biz Music, episode twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. So, yeah, 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 twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But I got a special guest. Uh, I got ER three hundred five. What's yeah, going man. on with you, bro? Just vibing, man. Uh, living. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, about to put out a new single this week. Hopefully, if everything goes right, called Free. Uh, produced by my boy Bases Loaded out of DMV area, Washington mm-hmm. D.C. You know what I'm saying? Just been cooking up some new music after I dropped um, of a different cloth last summer. So I've mm-hmm. been, been grinding, you know what I'm saying? Getting all the chips right and shit. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So we curse, right? Yeah, you can curse, man. It's a podcast. I've been sat on shit, but they're like, nah, we got to do that over. We got to do that over. Nah, 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 man. Right. But um, so I know pretty sure a lot of people know about you, but still some that don't. Yeah, yeah, So what's, So give like a little brief, you know, this. I don't want to say description, but just a brief, yeah, yeah. you know, history. who you are, history. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like my dog said, I go by ER305, you know, I've been putting in work for a couple of years now locally and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever city will have me on, on some boogie shit. But uh, I started off as part of the Bag of Bombs with my boy basically back in 2012. Uh, 2013, we put out a project. 2012 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, shit ain't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, still my dog on some personal shit, but just on the music tip, it wasn't working out too much. Uh, 2015, I came back out with Tunnel Vision. Worked that project for two years. It really put me out there on the spot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was out at South by Southwest, out at A3C and shit. Uh, took another year and a half break or so, just working on music, getting all the business right. You know, shaking hands, meeting different people mm-hmm. in, in, in the music business. And then uh, summer 2017, I put out of a different cloth. I've mm-hmm. uh, been working the first single, Any Given Sunday, which, you know, yeah, that's, that's, hard, that's a hard appreciate track. that, yeah, man. That's kind of the track that really, you know what I'm saying, got my numbers up, got my fan base up and all that. So I'm actually about to strike back with Free yeah. now, which is a switch in direction of where Any Given yeah. Sunday was at. But... Yeah, that's what's up, cause still one of my favorite tracks that I've ever written. Yeah, cause like it, it, it got that Miami like vibe to it, that bass, you know, and yeah. you know what I'm saying, like that that sound. So when I heard that, like it's, it's hard, bro. Yeah, you know what appreciate saying? that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So before all this started, like what? What? Um, where the music start? Like where did the music, the passion for music start? Man, it was from early. To be real with you, like I kind of knew. You know, since I was a jit, that this mm-hmm. is kind of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I had, I was raised with like a lot of my uncles and cousins and older neighbors and mm-hmm. shit, and they was listening to rap back then. You know, I was born in '87, so yeah. by the time I'm four or five, you know, I'm listening to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. uh, Two Live Crew, Poison Clan, Bone yeah. Thugs. You know, the list goes on. So I've kind of been surrounded by rap my entire life. So mm-hmm. damn near all I ever knew, really. So pretty much like your family was like your heavy influence to get into Definitely. Yeah, my old girl ain't like it too much, you know what I'm saying? But she knew what it was. Like she knew mm. that was really my passion. So even even before I ever took music seriously, even before I ever laid down mm. or anything, mm. she was like, you know, do that. That's you. Mm. You got an ear for it. You know, yeah. know what it is. So mm. she's always been supportive on that too. So what's up? What, um, of course it's hip hop, but what, what, um, who was like your favorite like artist, you know, growing up? Man, like we were saying before, bro, I got so many people I grew up on, uh, you know, starting locally, of course, Trick Daddy, you yeah, know, Miami Mayor, yeah. uh, Bone Thugs, Nas, uh, Wu-Tang, 8-Ball and MJG, 3-6 yeah. Mafia, UGK, uh, Outkast, T.I., <laughs> Wayne, I mean, you 
namely, you feel mm-hmm. me? Like that. We came up in like so many different sounds yeah. and so many styles that I kind of student of all that. Yeah, because you know, I was born in 82, so I kind of got that that feel, but you was born in 87, so you, you got the pretty much all the, the different eras, you know, yeah. like the 90s, you know, some of the late 80s, yeah. 2000s, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, always, I always be telling, like, my older cousins and my older homeboys and all that shit, I'm like, you know, like, the East Coast was y'all golden era, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Wu-Tang and mm-hmm. Mob Deep and Nas and all that shit, but, like, you know, people my age, our coming of age shit was, like, Cash Money, yeah. No Limit, 3-6, T.I., Outcast, yeah. so that played probably the heaviest role in what I do. Yeah. You know, like, I grew up on the old East Coast shit, the old West Coast shit. But, yeah. like, when the South took over, it's really when I started understanding, yeah, yeah. you know, just being able to... Because it was all relatable. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, we knew where it came from. So yeah, yeah. We understood it more. Because I remember um, growing up, you know, I used to look like my brother, he was a rapper, you know, we listened to Bone Thugs and stuff like that. But when it came to the South, you know, you had Trick Daddy. You also had Scarface. Scarface, yeah, that's definitely you know another saying? one. A lot yeah. of people say they hear that in my mm-hmm. music. Yeah, I hear that too because like you just you just have a true like you have that true southern feel, you know, like you know, a lot of us most artists in Miami have like some of that, you know, uh they hear like the East Coast, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, cuz in that era, you know, especially in the early 2000s like a lot of different um, yeah, yeah, down here too. Yeah. You had a, you had a lot of transplants like Atlanta now. Yeah. You know? So Atlanta is is like Pretty much like they say, the New York of the South. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, when did you first start like writing music? I mean, to be real with you, like even back in middle school, like '98, '99, 2000, mm-hmm. I was writing music, but it wasn't into it. I was just rhyming words in a notebook. But mm-hmm. I ain't even really record my first rap till like 2010, mm-hmm. 2011. So I'm a late bloomer, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, niggas be starting at like 15, 16 and shit. I wasn't yeah. laying down my first verses till after I was 21, mm-hmm. 22 or so. So, you know, I came into it kind of late, but I like I doubt it just felt like the right time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I'm glad it happened out that way because now I have a lot more experience. I've, I've lived a lot more life, mm-hmm. so I'm able to put that into into the music, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and really have something to say as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of just turning up how, yeah. you know, the youngins are doing now and shit. <laughs> So what was like that first song that you recorded and like it was like it it it, it um it, how you call it like it encouraged you more to do more music? Uh, to be real, most of it wasn't even my own music. I was just doing little guest verses for my homeboys who yeah. back then. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I just do a little sixteen here, a little hook mm-hmm. there, and everybody would always be like, "Yo, like you a natural, like you never mm-hmm. really done it, but you just." got it mm-hmm. you understand what the bars are what structure is mm-hmm. how to flow right mm-hmm. you know depending on on the beat and all that so mm-hmm. i kind of always just had a knack for it and then i had actually started making beats around that time for people and shit mm-hmm. and it never really went nowhere with, with what they were doing and mm-hmm. then i was like yo like i could low-key rap better than them Let me just, <laughs> you know what i'm saying do it over my own production and see where it goes so yeah it's been a crazy journey though i'll say that so how you how you got into like uh producing uh, I ain't want to be a rapper to be honest. <laughs> like I knew I had an ear for it. I knew I knew how to do it, but I'm real low key. Yeah. Like I even people would even be clowning me because they like, yo, you you don't be on social media enough. Mm-hmm. Even when I sat with labels, they're like, yo, yeah. you got to be more active on social media. But mm-hmm. that's that's not my personality. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I, I'm like, yo, I'll play the background. I'll mm-hmm. do the beats. I still 
a part of a song or whatever, but after a while, it was mm. just kind of like, man, fuck it, let me just go yeah. in on it. Like, I know what I'm capable capable yeah. of doing, so let me just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So you, so, so you, um, from Little Little Havana, yeah. you know, explain to the people, especially the out-of-towners that don't really understand, like, the culture that goes around in Little Havana. It's different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could watch First 48 and, and get an idea yeah. of it, but... I mean, it's it's a mix, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's a mashup because you have like 8th Street, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Cayocho, which is like a tourist spot. You mm-hmm. got people from all over the world who come and they see the, you know, the old little Cubans rolling yeah, up yeah. cigars and playing dominoes and all that. But yeah. once you go into the actual neighborhood, everything ain't that. It ain't yeah. this tropical little, you know what I'm saying? Like if you think about it, even just looking on the map, the two neighborhoods next to us are Overtown and Alapata. Yeah. So you know how they get down. Yeah, so yeah. naturally, <laughs> you know, the Little Havana is also a, a poor, you know, impoverished yeah. area. So you have that same street element, the same hood mm-hmm. element to it. But what made it different from like an Overtown or a Liberty yeah. City and all that was that a lot of our parents were, were the first ones from the family to come to America. Yeah. You feel me? Which was the case for me. Like when I was born in 87, my parents had only been here like two, three years before that. Mm-hmm. So they ain't even speak English. They don't where know they, the way where America they, where works. They from? Where they originally from? My old girl's from Honduras. Honduras? Yeah, my pops is from Guatemala. But I was born and raised here, you know, That's Jackson Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, bro. Yeah, man, I live like four blocks away from that bitch, so. Yeah, because, you know, Little Havana, you know, when you think of Little Havana, you think just Cubans, but I know it's, they got a little Dominican spots over there, yeah, yeah, Puerto yeah. Ricans over there. As time went on, you know what I'm saying, and, and the Cubans started prospering and, and mm-hmm. doing their thing, you know, they started branching out, moving to different areas. Mm-hmm. That's when we started coming in. That's when all the Central Americans started coming in. So, mm-hmm. like, the name Little Havana at this point is really just a name because it's mostly, you know, Nicaraguan, Honduran, mm-hmm. Salvadoran. Guatemala, and mm-hmm. you, know, you got people from Belize, and it's like more of a little Central America than a mm-hmm. little Havana at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your people actually just now that like you have all the gentrification going on in yeah. Miami. Now you also have people moving in from out of state, from yeah. random ass places, and now they're bringing their their vibe into the mix. Yeah. So it just keeps getting more and more mixed up as time goes on. Yeah, you think little Havana um, was like one of your motivations, like one of the you know, you know, like. For example, like Ti always wrote Brankhead, you yes. know, and he always talk about you know where he come from and things like that. Little has Little Havana gave you that same inspiration, like you want to come out from Little Havana. Yeah, definitely, because you know most of my life experiences and, and all the shit that I've that I've been through, good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, has it, been based out of there. Like mm-hmm. I, I always tell people, I've never left Miami really until I. Stay until I started doing music where mm-hmm. I got books for shows out of town or interviews out of mm-hmm. town and shit like that. Music gave me the opportunity to see that there's more out there mm-hmm. besides Miami. Mm-hmm. And, and that happens with a lot of people. You yeah. know, unfortunately, they don't get the chance to go and experience it and they're stuck in Miami their whole life. But, you know, music showed me that there's more. But, you know, just the stories growing up that I've done there, the shit, the dumb shit that I've done, the good shit that I've done, uh, you know, my homeboys, people I know, their experiences at all. My, my music is more, you know, my experiences, their experiences, everything yeah. that, that goes on, that has gone on there, plus my point of view on, you know, shit outside of there, like, yeah. just the world as a whole. Yeah, so how was it, like, when you first, like, started moving on your own, you know, getting out of Miami and going through, going to, like, the, la- the labels and going to, like, South by Southwest and all that? 
How was that experience? Yeah, it was crazy because South by Southwest was a couple years ago, about three, four years ago, mm. and it wasn't even like, you know how they be doing, like the promoters will throw shows out there yeah. as, you know, during that weekend, during that week, but it's mm. not really an official showcase or official South by Southwest or A3C show. Mm. And South by Southwest got a hold of our shit because at the time it was me and my boy, basically, you know, we were, we were the vagabonds, that's what we went by. Mm. And, you know, one of their kind of the way it works for them is that they have two committees. They have mm. the first committee, which is like the first round mm. of who they, they looking at, who they might be interested in. Then mm. it gets passed on to like a second committee. They were like, yo, y- y'all need to be on here because y'all been doing all these moves independently. Mm. You know, we can confirm that it's independent because, yeah. you know, labels be getting in on the low, yeah. promoting people like they indie, but they really been signed the whole time. So mm. the dude was like, yo, y'all need to do a show and y'all gonna be one of the headliners for the show, mm-hmm. which is like an indie showcase, mm-hmm. showcasing um, you know top indie people from the country like ourselves. Uh, you have Alex Wiley that was on that yeah. stage. You had um, a couple people that are big now actually. I can't remember exactly who just because there's so much, mm-hmm. you know. So I actually brought Press P out there yeah, to Press do a P. set with me. Yeah, we had did empty spaces before yeah, I yeah, dropped yeah. it. It was like a little rough draft version that I had because at that point I had no solo content and. Yeah. The Vagabonds, we only had one project, you mm-hmm. feel me? So it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. But yeah, man, it was, it was crazy just knowing that somebody out in Texas was like, yo, y'all need to be a part of this. Like, mm-hmm. y'all are doing really big things independently. And we need to showcase that. Same thing with A3C. Mm-hmm. A3C, they also hollered at us and was like, yo, mm-hmm. y'all need to do this independent showcase because most of the people we book are signed. Y'all are indie. Yeah. And at that time, we were the main headliners. 24 hours, yeah, which is made in Tokyo. Big brother, he yeah. used to go by Rolls Royce Racing back then, yeah. And Art Marrera was also a part of that show, so you yeah. know, Miami guesses looks it ain't like it ain't like we don't, but that, that's usually a big yeah. complaint people got. But it, it's crazy, it's surreal almost like, yeah. damn, just this shit that I spit, yeah, going to these places because yeah. you know, you you going out there, you know, you you're you actually moving out and traveling and networking and things like that because I feel like some artists down here um, DJs and producers like they get too comfortable you know standing in one hub and don't realize that a lot of people love listening to our sound you know what I'm saying not just hip hop but also R&B you know reggae everything like we just different you know what I'm saying we got everything we such a big melting pot that we have whatever you're looking for Mm -hmm. in a sense you know what I'm saying? And even in the last, especially in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. you see that a lot where, you know, our slang is being picked up, our yeah. style, the way we dress and all that shit, the way we talk is being picked up by artists from outside of the area. Mm-hmm. You know, not even just in rap, but in R&B, mm-hmm. you know, pop music. You hear the Miami influences and it's crazy mm-hmm. that we've contributed to the world like that, even if we don't get the credit for it necessarily. But. Yeah, because I, I remember I was hearing uh, Tiger had a, you know the nine nigga um, sample on yeah. one of his last albums, and then um, ASAP ASAP Ferg he had like a, a JT Money on um, the yeah, Who That yeah, sample. I heard that the other day, and like with them, the, the with the whole mob, like they always so you know respect to the South because you know in that era in the time when we was all growing up, we was exposed to so many other like music like. Down here, we were supposed to the East Coast, West Coast, but them, yeah, yeah. you know, growing up, them kids was also supposed to like the Miami, Atlanta, um, Houston music and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and 
you know, back in the day, it was, it was JT Money and Poison Clan and Luke, and mm-hmm. then, you know, that turned into Trick Daddy, then mm-hmm. Pitbull and Ross and Flo Rida came, so Miami's always been in the cut, damn mm-hmm. it. Like, we've never really exploded out, like, mm-hmm. how Atlanta did, how New York did at first, you know, the West Coast, Chicago. Mm-hmm. We had got, I feel like we had got there about a year or two back, yeah. you know, where the spotlight was on Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Denzel popping, you had um, Zoe. Yeah, you know, Zoe, they was yeah. all making name moves and shit. You know, shout out to them boys. But I feel like it ain't explode the way that it should have. Why you think so? Because I always ask myself that all the time. Like, we got all these artists I'll, and stuff. I'll say, I'll say this. That's the closest we got to it. Because I've even seen Iceberg say... Miami pops, uh, uh, artist pops out of Miami once every 10 years. Yeah, true. So, like, 06 was Ross, you mm-hmm. feel me, and Pitt and Flo Rider. Mm-hmm. Now, 16, 15, 17, you had, like, Denzel, Zoe, yeah. Pump, you know, so I, I don't know why. I mean, we got, I think we got the closest we ever got to, like, really fully popping off as a city, mm-hmm. but we just, we missed the mark on it, and I don't really know what it is. I think part of it is that we don't really have that unity like that yeah. it's better now you it's, know, yeah, compared, better compared to when I came into it a couple years back where yeah. yo, if, if we wasn't boys we ain't fucking yeah. with each other and that's just a mentality everybody had mm-hmm. and I had I have that mentality naturally just you know being from the hood being from the yeah. streets and shit I'm kind of like that but yeah. I always treated the music like a business so I yeah. knew that I couldn't be on that bullshit so yeah. I would reach out I, you know I would do my part to support the show, support people's music and all yeah. that. And it kind of would give me the cold shoulder a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, fuck it, man. I'm going to be like the rest of y'all. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> but then I noticed, like, it got better, but we still don't have the scene unified as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, people work with who they're tight with. They don't really branch out too much. And, you know, like, when I first worked with Art, I knew him. I knew of him. Mm-hmm. But it was more of like a reaching out. Like, I heard I had the beat for downtown, and mm-hmm. I heard I heard the instrumental. I was like, yo... The way he sings on hooks, he'll kill that. Let mm-hmm. me send it out to him. You mm-hmm. know, we got it like that. Mm-hmm. Prez P and Flo Kid, like I was telling you before, like I, I'd click up with them before some shows and shit. Yeah. You feel me? And, and just being at, I might go to one person's video shoot, they was also there. Or I might go to like an eight or nine event, they mm-hmm. were there. So we got tight like that. Then mm-hmm. once I heard the Empty Spaces beat, I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this is Prez and Flo Kid all mm-hmm. day. You feel me? So yeah. I had him hop on that. So... I never really work with people on like just oh we tight we cool yeah and like if I fuck with your music and what you doing artistically that's all it takes. But don't you think like it could be like favoritism as well? Cause it's oh, like I yeah, still I, sure. st- I still feel that you know I mean ain't nothing wrong with having a circle and things like that. Yeah. But at the same time like you know especially coming from Miami um we you know we in the bottom like you know I was talking to uh, DJ EFN I don't know if you know. Right. That, that, that's like my mentor in this yeah. whole shit to be real he he was back then mm-hmm. when everybody was like nah I ain't really I would nobody would even tell me like directly like mm-hmm. nah I don't fuck with you I ain't trying to fuck with you it was more like alright yeah for sure homie mm-hmm. we gonna work we gonna work we gonna build and all that yeah. EFN kinda took me under his wing when Mayday was doing their thing locally yeah, yeah. you know he was showing me like yo you need to fuck with this person stay away from this person you know when you start dropping your music this is how you do it this is how you reach out to the like the, the promoters and shit like that for books for shows mm-hmm. so he really taught me a lot him and um and Yubi from THC crew or mm-hmm. Maybach Latino as they got mm-hmm. to be known them two dudes like OGs to me and his music shit they mm-hmm. kind of took me under their wing when they didn't even have to they didn't even know me like that mm-hmm. but they just saw like you know the shit I was trying to do yeah man so, yeah man cause like 
Like the same people mess with the same people, and I'm yeah. like, you know, when I pay attention to like the Houston and Atlanta, and I'm just, you know, speaking from, you know, a Southern expert is that you can have problems with someone, but you still work with them yeah. because of the fact that we all going for that same goal. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like when I heard um, when Jeezy and Gucci was on that track a few years ago, because everybody knew about that beef. Yeah, and that was real. That was yeah. a real beef. That was yeah. a like, people died doing yeah, that yeah, beef, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it was something that was, like, real, but it was like, you know what? Past of the past, you know, we was young. We get, we're trying to get this money, you and know yeah, what I'm saying? It ain't worth destroying what, we, what they building mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I think, I mean, we all, it's a rapper ego thing. We all got them, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, but for some reason, we got them really bad down here. Like, yeah. people, even outside of music. Like, Miami's a very egotistical yeah. place. Like, people think very highly of themselves, so... Mm-hmm. I've seen cases where, you know, somebody will want to collab with somebody, but they'll mm-hmm. be like, nah, they're not on my level. I can't mm-hmm. fuck with them yet. Mm-hmm. And then that person ends up being the one turning up and really, you know, getting it and doing their thing. And the other person who's mm-hmm. like, I ain't trying to fuck with them, they try to come running yeah. back. And it's like, nah, bro, you, yeah, you do your shit. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing, bro. Like, it's, it's real. Because, like, I, you know, as a DJ... And like you know, when I reached out to people for my podcast, you know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you've been through it. Yeah, I've been through it since I was 15. Like as a DJ, and, and even with like you know trying to build my my show, and it's like you know, you 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 know you doing your thing. You know you know I'm th- I'm speaking about like the artist that's you know kind of big headed, but like be humble, man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. I, like I'm humble, but I'm like. You know, for example, I got you got shoot ER 305. Like you're like you're known. You an yeah, underground yeah. artist down here, but you're like known. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have these other people that's like yeah they they known they bubbling yeah. stuff like that. But you know coming from people like you and DJ EFN and a couple of few other people that reached out back to me and like do the podcast. I'm like. That's how I should be, man. Like, yeah, I thought as soon as you hit me, I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> fuck it. I ain't, ain't going to put on, you know, I ain't going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Nah, fuck that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it ASAP. You feel yeah, me? Man. And, like, that's how I am with, with a lot of shit. Like, if I, if I want to work with you, I'm going to reach out to you that one time. If, mm-hmm. if I see that you, that you, you know, have stepping, I'm already going to be like, nah, mm-hmm. I don't even worry about it. Yeah. You feel me? Because we can't waste time either, bro. Like, yeah. I be telling people, that's the one thing I don't fuck with is wasting time. Yeah. I could lose money on behind this shit. Yeah. You know, burn a bridge, whatever it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. We just don't waste time with it. Yeah. Even if we burn bridges, but we learn from each other, we both soaked up game from each other, mm-hmm. that's cool. It wasn't a waste of time. You taught mm-hmm. me some shit I ain't know. I taught you some shit. You yeah. know, you feel me? Like... You know what I'm saying? Like, with the whole being humble shit, man, like, I'm aware of my skill set. You feel mm-hmm. me? And I'm not saying that on some cocky shit. Like, I just know, like, it's like me telling you, yeah, this is glass right here. You yeah. feel me? Like, it, it is what it is. I've accomplished what I've accomplished. It's not mm-hmm. in a big-headed way. It's just I've been blessed to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I'm, I'm humble about it because I know that it ain't have to happen that way. Mm-hmm. I know that. You know, I could have been sitting on SoundCloud with, like, two plays and shit. Yeah. So that's, like, when you reached out to me, I was like, shit, man. Like, I know we ain't know each other personally, but yeah. I've been following you online for a minute. Yeah, because so. I, yeah, I, like, I knew, I, like, yeah, I knew, like, I knew of you, like. The fact that you even reached out to me and yeah. I had already been following you from the mixtape that you was doing. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, man, because that's another thing, too, like, um, we, for me, one of the few DJs, we trying to bring back the mixtape game because, you yeah. know. Uh, ten years ago, 
maybe six to ten years ago, like the mistake game was like was like on top. Yeah. I don't know if it has something to do with streaming. But streaming to knock everything. Gee <laughs> shit. You that, think what, what, what you think about streaming? I mean, it's, personally, I, I mean, I respect it because you know you gotta adapt to die. You gotta mm-hmm. get everything involved. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. we went from records to cassettes to CDs, ten threes. Now we streaming the shit on clouds. You feel me? But like, I like it because at the same time, it kind of eliminates the walls and the gatekeepers yeah. and, and, and tastemakers and all that shit. You have a way of putting it in the store the same way Atlantic does, the same way Def Jam does, the same way, you know, all the major labels and all the major influences and influences do. My problem with it, from an artist's perspective, is the pay rate of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, before streaming, before I was in the mix, you know, back in the mixtape days yeah. and shit, back in the CD days, Especially if you was indie, bro, you getting eight or ten dollars a CD. Mm-hmm. You ain't had to sell that much. You know no. what I mean? Now with streaming on Spotify, for example, that's really like the main one. Mm-hmm. You got Apple Music and you got SoundCloud, which is free. You yeah. don't really get paid off of that. You have Deezer. You got all these shit. But Spotify is really where the main one mm-hmm. where people are going in and listening to to your music. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that's definitely the case for me and the case of people that I chop it up with and mm-hmm. shit, but. Let's say you listen to my track on, on Spotify. If you have a premium account, you pay yeah. for your Spotify. Every stream you give me, you pay me point zero zero seven. Cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? If you got a free account, you paying me point zero zero four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sense of stream. So it's like, unless you bringing in hundreds of millions of plays, there's no livelihood in that. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm gonna I'm do music regardless. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the yeah. cloud. I don't do it for fame. I do it because I really love it. Yeah. It's my passion. But it makes it harder in that aspect to be able to not only make a living off of it, but just be able to flip the money that you do make back into mm-hmm. your business to do bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. So you know I have to go outside of music to find ways to get bread and keep mm-hmm. building my brand as ER305 as my label. You know with High Rollers Enterprise and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Because what I do get off of royalties at this point, to be real, you know, I'm gonna keep it a stack. I ain't, I ain't one of these niggas out here bullshit. <laughs> what, what I do make off of royalties off of Spotify and Apple and, and YouTube, I'm throwing that right back into the music. That ain't even hitting my pocket. That's hitting my LLC's bank account, and it's like, all right, which, uh, you know, what promo company I gotta pay this week? Which, which uh, Spotify curator I gotta pay to put my shit on the big playlist so that I can get the exposure. That's, I mean, it's all about marketing and exposure at this yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? My wifey, you know, she she works in social media influencing and social media uh, marketing. Yeah. So I'm seeing firsthand the the traits. So she the so, so like, she working the, in the she she's gonna start working my shit now. Yeah. But I've always just kept my operation to myself, and mm-hmm. like I oversee everything. Like I sleep about four hours a day off of music. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, <laughs> but she's taught me like, yo. This is how the inner workings of this really works. Like she, through her, and through me sitting with people that work at labels, mm-hmm. and you know, sitting with a label at one point, it taught me that nothing in entertainment's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Nothing's a fluke. Nobody blew up just on some organic shit. That no. does not exist. You, feel me? you gotta, you gotta like, market yourself. You gotta market yourself. You gotta pay top dollar to marketing companies and to influencers, and just like the labels do. Mm-hmm. The only advantage they got over you as an artist is that they got money mm-hmm. they're the bank you know what I'm yeah. saying like a, like a record deal all that shit is is a loan yeah so you know it's really 
a matter of being able to finance your own career because there, there's a way for everybody. Mm-hmm. You, know, you cannot like what I do. There's definitely a market that does. I cannot mm-hmm. like what you do, but there's definitely a market yeah. for what you do. So there's room for everybody to eat. Yeah. But getting to the point where we're eating mm-hmm. hard because of what's uh, streaming is done. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you gotta evolve the diet. If you don't adapt, you gonna drown in this shit. Yeah. So you can't be mad at it. It's like Netflix and Blockbuster. <laughs> ain't no different. It's technology. Yeah, you know, you gotta, it's, 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 a, it's the world we living in. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go by like what's now. Exactly. It's, it's sad, but you start noticing, like, like a, even like in video games and stuff like that, they they using like streaming services, you know. Right. You gonna laugh? I'm just now copying the PS4 literally yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I walked into um, Best Buy, mm-hmm. you know, with my shorty just to get a, a SD card that she needed, and we walk out that bitch with a PS4. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And dog, like I ain't play a video game. I ain't gonna lie to you since like. San Andreas, which came out with, yeah, when I was in high school. Yeah. So after I, was in I graduated, school. Yeah. I got straight to work. <laughs> like I had, to, I had to make things happen. But it was shit was so crazy. Like there's no more memory cards. Mm-hmm. There ain't no more cables on the controllers. Nah, like it's really. all wireless. It's all cloud. You feel me? Like even if I want to play you, you don't even got to leave your crib. No, nah. just look up my name. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying buy the game if you ain't got it. Yeah. And we get to it. What's, 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 your, what's your username on the PS4? Hey, somebody out there used ER305. They I don't did? know why. Yeah, so if you want to look me up on PSN, uh, just look me up at the real ER305. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to add you, bro. For sure, for sure. Oh, no, I'm like King Mobley 305. All right, you know cool. what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I'm going to look you up when I get back to the crib now. But yeah, man, like, we got to adapt with new technology. Like the way I do it at this point, just the fact that Spotify is able to pay me or I'm able to get paid off of it. I'm able to get paid off of Apple as an independent artist without mm-hmm. having to have somebody take a cut out of my shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. So even if they're paying peanuts with it, I'll take it because I use the free platforms as yeah. promotion also. Yeah, like SoundCloud and things like that. Yeah, like what I do personally uh, with my SoundCloud and YouTube, like I dropped any given Sunday mm-hmm. on YouTube, the audio. I mean, I'm sorry, on SoundCloud with the audio and on YouTube with the video. Yeah. Now I'm going to do free, same thing. I'm going to drop the audio on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have the video going up on YouTube. And I'm going to use that traffic to link them back to the albums, mm-hmm. you know, which are all the platforms, yeah. Spotify, Apple, and all that. So. How, how, really, how is the process really like the, like the put your music on iTunes and Spotify and things like that? You just got to go through a, a aggregator. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The TuneCore, CD Baby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Radio, radio kid, I believe it's this yeah, yeah, kid, this kid, kid, my yeah. bad. Um, you know, there's a couple of them out there, but I actually offer the strength of tunnel vision. I started off with TuneCore. Yeah. You feel me? Just because I like what they was talking about, like, mm-hmm. fuck it, you know, fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and I keep all my shit hundred percent. Yeah. So I went with that for tunnel vision, and through the work that that I did with tunnel vision. Know, I was actually offered a distribution deal through Foundation Media. That's what's up. A different plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's distribution, so I still got to pay out the pocket, you know, all the mm-hmm. marketing, all the everything. But they put me in places that I couldn't get through by myself or the mm-hmm. TuneCore. Because TuneCore is just, you pay us, mm-hmm. you don't put your shit here. That's it. Everything else is on you. Mm-hmm. With Foundation Media, um, you know, they get to use their relationships and, and mm-hmm. their connects to get me onto certain Spotify playlists that there was no way in hell I was going to get on. Mm-hmm. You 
you feel me? They have ways of putting me onto a YouTube playlist channel mm-hmm. that I couldn't get on. You know, and as the song generates buzz, they'll actually come out the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have a very fair deal with, more than fair deal with them mm-hmm. as far as a payment split. Because mm-hmm. I keep all my publishing, I keep, you know, the royalties, they get their cut, but, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't shit, really. Well, <laughs> yeah, because before the podcast, we were saying about, like, the whole independent route and labels and things like that and you had your own uh experience with you know dealing with labels and how was that it was cool i mean we met i ain't gonna lie to you bro like like i said <laughs> you know the the music the, the money for music's cool but it ain't you know it ain't where i needed to be at mm-hmm. so i actually ended up meeting a couple people from from a record label because they was in town for winter music conference mm-hmm. you know so they touched down in Miami. They needed on some work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of them already knew who I was from, from booking me for a show. So they was like, you know, holla at him. He'll take care of you. Yeah. So we did that. Later on, we linked up. And he tell, ends up telling me, he's like, yo, you know, I've A&R this project, this artist, yeah. this album. And these are Grammy Award winning people and shit. So yeah. I was like, dog, we got you know, to chop it up. Yeah. And that's, that goes back to networking. Mm-hmm. It's really what who you know more mm-hmm. so than what you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was breaking down the game for me, what labels be looking for in the artists, you know, what what would motivate them to sign somebody. And, you know, it's kind of sad to say, but it ain't about the talent or the art anymore at all. It's about the quick dollar, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, the quick yeah. buzz. Because if you look at it now, a lot of people who get signed, they're literally not around even in less than a year's mm-hmm. time. You feel me? So the dude, the A&R dude, I respect the fuck out of him because he told me straight up, like, yo, like, you got an image, a mm-hmm. good-ass image that yeah, works. Yeah, you do, you do. He's like, you got the hooks you mm-hmm. definitely got the bars mm-hmm. you have the production he's like yo just build your own shit up right mm-hmm. he's like it might take you years mm-hmm. that might take you 10 years but if you really want this shit and you, you know you go out go about it mm-hmm. that way he was like you won't regret it one bit you're like because you have everything mm-hmm. he's like you just need to get yourself out there like to to a point where you can make a living off of this mm-hmm. like, you'll eat better than most of the people that signed to us yeah because the reality of it is most of them ain't they living off the loans, mm-hmm. off the record advances and shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, that shit made, gave me a big respect for him because I was like, you ain't had to tell me all that. You could have just played me. You ain't even had to meet with me. Start. <laughs> no, that's real. You, you could have, or you could have gave me a bullshit ass deal that I would have been locked in for life. Mm-hmm. You know, or find a way to pay it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as a, as a, because uh, I just started my uh, marketing company like officially. Yeah. You know, um, and for me, honestly, like. Like Ludacris and his agent, uh, he was pretty much like when Ludacris got that seventy million million dollar deal from I think it was Def Jam. Yeah. And signed no contract together. Like it was like loyalty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like I'm a type of person where I, I honestly, yeah, maybe some contracts here and there, but really like for keep instance, it like basic. Yeah, yeah, like keep it basic. Like you know. I got you, you got me, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that is like I that really motivate me because it's like I'm not that type of person to be like, all right, here's 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 a contract. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, no, I wanna work through like I wanna work with you, like with the marketing, like bother me during the day, you know, at night and stuff like that. My fiance made me mad, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to keep that close relationship. And I feel like 
when you look at the, the Kendrick Lamar's and, and TDE and all them, like you look at uh, Quavo and Amigos and um, what's the name of the label? Uh, quality Control. QC. Yeah. QC. Like you, you, you pay attention to them, them, them companies and how they treat their artists, and like it's not just the paperwork and even just the money. You know, the money always gonna come, but it's yeah, more yeah. about like. Hey, listen, yeah, I respect yeah. you. I I, I want to work with you. I want to help you grow your brand. That's that's another thing. Like, yeah. Branding is very important. Like, um, look at artists like Cardi B. Like, Cardi B, I felt like she, she done yeah, a hell of a job. Yeah, she, I feel like she... My she, grandma know who Cardi B is. <laughs> she, she don't know who I am. She don't know who we are through the five years. She know who Cardi B is. You feel me? I feel like so, when she was on Love and Hip Hop, like... She 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 put some sauce in it. Like she put some, she, you know, she put some game in it, and like she used that platform to get what she wanted to really be at. Cause I feel like with her, she always had a plan. Yeah. Like you know, they they talk about like um, loving hip hop. I ain't really like, like loving hip hop like that. You know, I like the you know when they came down to Miami. But you look at Trip Daddy, you look at Trina, especially Trina. I'm like, I feel like Trina is using that platform to get to, to something bigger. Yeah, right, get yeah. closer to the the younger generation and stuff like that. Like I just feel like sometimes like you have to use like other platforms, even some platforms you may not like, you know, but use it to to get where you want to be at. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you always gonna use something that she don't like to use, like a, yeah. whether it's a company or platform. But that don't mean it's like nine days with stream with streaming and everything. You don't have to commit to anybody. Nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That definitely, man. Like even like. To be real with you, like even my situation with Foundation Media, like mm-hmm. you know, if I gotta tell you, like I always have a humbleness about this yeah. like, music shit because yeah, I don't gotta be to the point where you even knew who I was to, mm-hmm. to reach out to me and be on a podcast. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But luckily, I'm blessed to be there. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying with Foundation Media, the average listener, your podcast probably has no clue who they are. But yeah. just to give you an idea of, of the situation that I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. They handle distribution for Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. G Easy, you know what I'm saying? People like that, people mm-hmm. on that level. So just the fact that they had even reached out to me and put me in, in, in contact with their main part, like the owner of their mm-hmm. shit, not even like an A&R, nothing. the owner was like, yo, I heard, you know, you a solid dude outside of the music, yeah. which to me is more important than the product, because mm-hmm. we're just putting it out in the marketplace mm-hmm. for you. And that shit alone, I was like, man, yeah, like, we could meet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk over the phone. I because I like getting your vibe in person before I really yeah do yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I they they was good dudes. Like I could see they had no no bad intention behind what they was trying mm-hmm. to do. You know their contract was straight to the point. Like mm-hmm. I this is our cut. You know this is what we're gonna do. If you can get it here, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know put it on my shoulders. That's the whole point of being indie. Mm-hmm. So. Let's do it. Let's. But, but don't you enjoy that, though? Like, just yeah, I love this shit. Yeah. And by necessity, having to learn how to, you know, reach out to, you know, early 2013, 2014, you know, like when the blogs was on top, mm-hmm. I ain't have the two the two stacks a month to pay a publicist. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. To be sending out emails and shit like that. You know, I ain't have radio people at the holla at, so, you know, I had that necessity. I had to sit there till four in the morning, you know, send, preparing emails and shit to send out to people one by one just because I wasn't going to send you no, no BCC because mm-hmm. that shit ain't even going to get open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from a marketing point, if you, if I reach out to you personally and you 
could read that email and you see that I'm really hollering at you, not just, mm. oh, check out my new shit, it's five, blah, blah, blah. There's a better chance that we can open some, some kind of mm. line of communication. So now imagine having to do that, you know, from the time you get off of work till damn near four in the morning, you got to be at work in four hours again. Yeah. You know, after that, you got to go after promoters and booking agents to try to get onto be a be an opener for bigger people's show or maybe get booked for the venue as a whole like mm-hmm. I've, I've learned a lot you know what i'm saying so I've, I've always said it like even if i don't succeed as an artist i've learned so much marketing and so much of how business runs because of music that i'm blessed either way like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm thankful and grateful for that shit because mm-hmm. because of that i was able to start my own imprint for mm-hmm. me you know i don't really like i told you before i don't really plan on signing nobody like that mm-hmm. at least for now like i don't i don't really see that for myself because mm. there's so much fucking yeah, work, yeah. you know what I'm saying that I don't want to let nobody down like yeah. I, that, that'd be my biggest fear is letting you down and not getting you to where you need to be yeah. but you know I've even been able to branch out mm. because of what I've learned through music you know what I'm saying dealing with marketing here and there for, mm. for just shit outside of music mm. you know where I'm getting hired as like a consultant for companies big companies mm. like History Channel and Dub and shit like yeah, that yeah that's what's up they see my, you know, I guess my outreach or my, my reach as a whole on social media yeah. and the demographic of people that I reach. So they're like, yo, we need your opinion. We need your thoughts on, you know, what we're doing. That's what's good, because I was, I was about to um, move into that because you stuck with hip-hop. You know, some people, you know, they change, yeah. you know, direction, going to, you know, pop and things like that. But would you ever, you know want the movement to like business like like the business side of music like from the business from the business side of music i feel like i'm already there just you know being independent but you know if i'm older and and something came you know got brought to me on the table where i could be ahead of a and r yeah yeah that's what i'm saying vp of a label or some shit like that that definitely would be something i Mm -hmm. do you know and even outside of music now like in the last year I've been getting involved in, in things outside of music, you know, through my homeboys that they've mm-hmm. grown up and bossed up in their own ways, you mm-hmm. feel me? And all coming from the same shit that I'm coming from, mm-hmm. you feel me? Dudes I grew up with, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, it's day one shit for real. Mm-hmm. So, like, the different, you know, fields that they're in, they showing me, hey, look, this is how this works. This is what happens here. Yeah. I show them the music business, even though they might never apply it to themselves. Yeah. It's still knowledge they get, yeah. knowledge I'm getting from them. So I've actually jumped into a couple other things, things that I'm eyeing right now, you know, like commercial real estate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hedge funds, cryptocurrency, yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. Just off of them bossing up in those fields, me bossing up in my field, and we all just trade knowledge, you feel me? Yeah. So I stuck with hip-hop. I'm still always going to be music. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm doing other shit, I kind of keep them separate mm-hmm. just because I want your primary focus to be my music. Yeah, so yeah. The shit that I do outside of that is just opportunities that I get because I might have grown up with you or we met because of my music and, uh-huh. you know, we just linked up to that level where we're putting each other up on game and shit like that. Yeah. So, so like, the, the the whole process in uh, creating a label is like a business. Like yeah, yeah, it's a business. LLC and all that stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I kept it real basic, you feel me? Like, I ain't even go. I ain't even go for no business loan and shit like yeah. that. I'm just getting the money and, and you know putting mm-hmm. it where it needs to go, really. Mm-hmm. But that's what's up, cause like um, I haven't had a talk like this in a minute, with a, especially with an artist about 
you know, investments. Um, how important you think that investments are? Because with cryptocurrency, um, I haven't really done it, but I've, you know, investing like you know stocks and stuff yeah, like penny yeah. stocks and things like that. So how you think? How you as an artist, you know, especially working in the industry where in reality you already get paid just for music yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying how, you can't just get paid yeah. off of music you ain't gonna make it so how much how, how important how, how important is investment to you and, and uh, advice that you give to like younger artists it, to me it's real important cause you know if, if you get the opportunity to, to take this music shit to a point where mm-hmm. you're even making a living off of it like mm-hmm. I've been telling people like yo there's kind of no middle class in music you either balling or you not. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You either not making a penny or you making a shitload of money off of this. But that shitload of money that you're making don't come forever. Mm-hmm. You see this shit every single six months. Mm-hmm. Somebody's filing for bankruptcy. Somebody's broke. Somebody's tweeting about how they not getting paid by their labor. You feel me? So it's definitely important whatever money you do get to branch out into different investments. You know, whether it be real estate, whether it's opening up a business, even mm-hmm. if it's some, some simple ass shit, you know, some mm-hmm. little local. You know, uh, stock market, cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. lending, you know, mm-hmm. something is definitely important because, you know, I can speak from experience, mm-hmm. you know, having to do this on your own and not having a rich family member or a dope boy homie of yours that could bankroll your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to come by. It's hard to do this. So I've had to go and get money from other directions, you know, whether it's legal or not, and, and mm-hmm. be able to, to fund the things I need to do here. Um, with crypto, I'm a big fan of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a, 90% of the people that I've spoken to, uh, they've been skeptical about it just because it's so volatile. You feel mm-hmm. me? This is people that work within finance. Mm-hmm. They tell me straight up, like, nah, I don't really see that shit. Nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Either because they 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 ain't get it, or because it was a threat to their own mm-hmm. livelihood working on the bank side of shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But I've actually had one of my homeboys come around, and he works in finance. And he was always like, nah, that's cool if you believe in that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd invest in it, I guess, if you believed in it. And now he's singing a whole nother tune like, yo. But what, what's the whole, what's the, because, you know, with me, I like to learn different things yeah, yeah, and stuff right. like that. So, like, and I like to do my research before I actually, you know, touch yeah. it. Like, what's the what's the, 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 the benefits of having I mean, invested in cryptocurrency? To be real, cryptocurrency, you could kind of look at it as a way more volatile version, mm-hmm. 24-7 version of the stock market. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stock market closes. Yeah. Crypto don't. Because it's digital. We so it keeps going. Yeah, it's 24. You got to be on point, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's basically, you're doing the same thing. Instead of mm-hmm. buying stock, you're buying a coin or a token, mm-hmm. you know, because... I think a big part of the confusion, because, man, this shit, I'm, I'm deep. I ain't going to lie to you. I spent mo- 2017, other than working on a, of a different clock, I was just studying and doing my own research and homework on cryptocurrency. Like, that's literally what I spent 2017 doing. Mm-hmm. That's why I ain't really come back with the music until, you know, the second half of the year and shit, because I, I was really knee deep into that. You know, it ain't that different from, from the stock market where, you're investing in startup companies or even an established company mm-hmm. or, or a currency, you know, and doing your research, doing your analysis and all that, you can come out, you know, mm-hmm. making a decent amount of change off of it. Because mm-hmm. I think the biggest confusion with, with crypto is that it's tied in, you know, like deep, yeah. heavy with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know, when people think of crypto, they, they think of Bitcoin. That's mm-hmm. like the Coca-Cola of crypto. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? 
So like what happens is that people think anything crypto is Bitcoin and that's not it. That's just one digital currency that exists mm. out of thousands, you feel me? And not everything's a currency. Something mm. might be a token where, mm. you know, it, it serves a purpose, whether it be in a technology aspect, mm. you know, like we need this token to go through in order for this transaction to happen. Yeah. Or it could just be tokens that you're treating as stock for a startup company. Mm. You know, so I'm I did my research for a long, long time before I really jumped into it, but I'm I'm invested in like a like eight solid projects right now you mm. know bitcoin being one of them of yeah. course but i'm in it for the long term like you can't treat that shit like a quick rich scheme get rich quick scheme because that shit will burn your ass quick. yeah you know so I'm you saying? just you just pretty much you invest in it don't touch it yeah don't touch it yeah you know because i think that's what i think that's why people was kind of like even myself kind of questioning cause i'm like you invest in it but then you get your money out of it like that quick like for me i like to sit on stuff i mean that's no yeah that's no different than a day trader with the stock market mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like crypt like i I always wanted to get into the stock market for whatever reason i never did crypto caught my eye i got hooked on that shit Mm -hmm. quick so i learned a lot and it made me realize how similar the stock market is to that it's just a lot slower paced it's Mm -hmm. a lot less volatile you know because you're going off of the off of the New York Stock Exchange, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Crypto's 24, 24 mm-hmm. 7. So I've been up two, three trying to make a move mm-hmm. because I know if I wait till I wake up in the morning, it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Forex. One of my boys put me on the Forex. He showed me, yo, we don't go off of American time. You yeah. Gotta be up in the middle of the night. What, what's your experience? Because I had a, uh, episode six or seven. I had my, my, my boy Ladarian. It's like a three hour uh, episode, but he was explaining to me about Forex. Like, What's, have you started doing forex yet? I, I ain't gonna lie. I started like learning the process of it, mm. learning the terms, learning you know the strategies that you're supposed to to go into it. But I ain't really invested into it like that yet, just because mm. you know I have like the crypto side of things going on. Yeah. I got you know the stocks that I'm in, mm. uh, having to still invest in my own music. You mm. feel me? So I don't I don't want to go so overboard. But mm. forex is, is something I've definitely been studying. Mm. You know, slowly but surely I've been studying it. And, you know, all that business as a whole interest me. That's why when yeah. you ask me, you know, if if a, a label job mm-hmm. or, you know, opportunity like that came along, I'd definitely be on board for it. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, being an artist, being young, not being stuck in the old ways of yeah. how shit works. I'm always down to bring new ideas to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I like the most about cryptocurrency is that, yo, this is a, this is a shift and mm-hmm. how shit works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say people, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about Congress, you know, mm-hmm. pol- politicians and shit. There's a lot that do not like this. Mm-hmm. A lot of government that do not fuck with this. But it's like we was talking about streaming earlier. Yeah. Yo, we're evolving as a world. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, yo, a lot of people it. don't like it, like especially like the older heads. But you got to tie it up and yeah. get left behind because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? If we could eliminate the need for a Western Union, you know, I, I don't know, you're mm-hmm. American or people from another country. No, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I was born and raised here um, from my mom's side. They from the Bahamas. Right, you so know what I'm saying? So let's say they got to send, you know, money to Western Union to the Bahamas and shit. They going to get hit with fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, if I got to send money to somebody in Honduras, as long as they got internet access and, let's say, a phone, yeah. you know, I could send them whatever digital currency they prefer. Mm-hmm. And, the only fee they gonna have is a very minimal fee when they go to cash that out, mm-hmm. you know, which is a transaction fee. Yeah, but see, like Western Union, they slowly like 
get into like technology, yeah, like yeah. with the app and things. They, like they that. actually, um, they working with. If I'm not mistaken, Midwestern Union. They working with Ripple on some things yeah. to use their technology. So even shit like that just validates mm-hmm. that field already. Yeah. You know the fact that Congress has to sit there and have damn near bi-weekly meetings about cryptocurrency, like, mm-hmm. you're kind of validating it. So, mm-hmm. to me, it's here to stay. Yeah. You feel me? There's going to be a lot of these coins that ain't going to exist in six months, a year, either because they're scams. As a big, as a business, they can't mm-hmm. do the things they needed to do, or regulations come down the line where it just makes it impossible. I mean, that's, 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 that's like stocks. Like, you know, um, before cryptocurrency, it was penny stocks. Penny yeah. stocks, you know, uh, I forgot. Uh, I missed that wave, yeah. and I shouldn't have. It's still, it's still a wave, but it's, it's quiet because like Starbucks, not Starbucks. Um, Amazon was a was a, a penny stock at one point, but we was young. Like yeah, that was like in the early nineties. That's what that's what I be telling people. Like you know, I always do your own research. I mm-hmm. tell I be telling people like, yo, don't do some shit because I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but this is you know, before us. We, we were too young for the internet boom. We were mm-hmm. too young for Amazon. We were too young for Google yeah, and Yahoo. Netflix and Yahoo. You know what I'm saying? We was too young for the real estate mm-hmm. market oh, back in the day. Not this shit where everybody's a realtor. You could get mm-hmm. your license for damn near nothing. Yeah. But back in the day when being a realtor was really accomplishing some shit, you know, not to take away from them, I know a lot of them. I actually got into that field a little bit, not as an agent, just shadowing people that I'm cool with. Yeah. I'm interested in the, in the process of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these these are things that happen, shifts that happen in the world where the wheel's too young for it. This is ours now. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because like I said, it's not just about money. Is if you could if you came up with a new technology and you need to fund it, fuck going through a bank. You feel me? You got to got to get hit with a big ass loan and big ass interest that maybe you can't pay back. Mm-hmm. You know why not start up an ICO? Yeah, no different than an IPO. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You're using that to fund what you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. and if people believe in it, mm-hmm. there you go, you got but, it. But don't you think like people could like, uh, you know what I'm saying like, sauce the system, like oh. flex it up? Yeah, like, it happens all the time. Because I remember uh, <laughs> this, when I, you know, got my bank account for my company. Um, the lady was like, uh, you know, once you get like the small business loan. I asked her, can you spread it out instead of just one business? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you can spread it out. You can do whatever you, know, you, you want to do. Because I feel like if you spread your money out, like, to different businesses and they grow, I feel like that's like, you know, beating the system. Like, all right, I'm making some money in this in this um, component right here. I can pay off that loan. Yeah. Because, you, know? you know, same thing with houses and cars and things like that. that and school, because I'm in school right now, yeah. you know, getting on the loan, so... It's like you have to learn how to milk the system exactly. legally. I mean, that ain't. You I know, mean, some people do it legal, but me, it's, it's, it's a legal way to milk the system. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the way the world works. In a nutshell, mm. you, you know, every nation in this world runs through loopholes on the daily. That's yeah. just, you know, you got to take advantage where you can fit in. You know, a little gray area, a little loophole and shit happens. Mm. Our president's been doing that his whole life. You feel me? Like. It is what it is, but with the thing, the mm-hmm. whole crypto market as a yeah. whole, let's say, you know, going back to that real quick, yeah. the whole crypto market, it is a gray area. It is a loophole. There's mm-hmm. no regulation. It's so new that mm-hmm. you got people, you know, that finesse the system and finesse the whole world and come up with a coin or a token, you know, promising that they're going to do this and that. Mm-hmm. They got this that they're going to do. And once they raise their funds, they clear it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, these are anonymous transactions for the most mm-hmm. part. You could trace them eventually. Yeah. But by the time the, the exchanges do that, they long gone. You mm-hmm. feel me? They don't put, they flight the fuck out. Yeah, like I was watching, uh, you, you'd be on Netflix. Yeah. It was called, it was this documentary called Dirty Money. I seen some yeah, of it. Yeah, it was this dude, you know, the payday yeah. loans. Yeah, they was the ones that was covering Enron and yeah, all the yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. bro, like, that's like this dude literally ran a company where you pay people their loans, but they paid pretty much ten times more than what they of was course. paid from the loan. I'm like, I'm just sell it to them as an easier way to get through it. And this dude, but he was stupid because like he wanted to be known. You know, it was like yeah. a race. He wanted race. He wanted to be like a celebrity, race car driving and stuff. You know, being uh, things like that. I'm like, that's why they they be saying fame's the most dangerous drug there is. Yeah. And now, especially now with social media, the way this shit is, you yeah. see it. People do anything they could. Yeah, for you got attention, TMZ bro. all around the place and stuff like that. Not even that, bro. Like just the shit I be seeing people do on social media just yeah. to get likes and comments and and, and attention and shit. Is like, bro. Like, what the fuck is he doing? You feel me? <laughs> like, and I can't even say that's some jit shit or that's some shit. Nah, that younger grown people, people do it too. I know people older than me that be yeah, doing shit on the internet. You feel me? You don't you think because it's like desperate, like you know they really want the fame and yeah, stuff, yeah. and they see like you know you can get the quick money and things like that. It's like for me, I always say the, the grind is sweeter when you go through like a long yeah, journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As much as it be some days like, damn, I wish I made it already or I wish I had this type of money. But when you look back at it and you went through all that stuff, it's like you can't compare that to nothing else. That's like that's like you do some frozen dinner shit and you cook. <laughs> yeah. you know, which one gonna be more fire? Yeah. You cook, you feel me? Yeah, like it's, you it's, put your <laughs> shit into that. Yeah, man. Nah, but yeah, but like the, the internet is powerful, bro. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. You know, we got shit that's changing the world like crypto shit like streaming is changing mm-hmm. the world i was just telling you how i don't like how i'm not getting paid how i would have been back in the day but yeah. it was all about adapting yeah. maybe even on you to find a way to make it better mm-hmm. you feel me like even even with djing like the shit you were saying about the mixtapes yeah to me like the natural progression of the natural direction off of it would be making playlist mixtapes I was but thinking about just, that, like with iTunes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just finding a way of really being able to monetize it, if that's your goal. If your goal ain't to monetize, then shit. It's, it's funny, because when I was, um, before I actually called myself DJ Anonymous, before I was a DJ, I used to be in middle school, when I was in middle school, you know, like a, a freshman in high school, I used to like make like mixed cities, yeah. you know, and just give it for like five, three dollars, whatever. Like someone would be like, all right, I want all these songs, Tony's traps can't make it for me. I'll give you five dollars. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. So, you know, then you got the the uh the USBs came out, that the iPods, was, all that came that out. That was the flea market yeah. hustle. Everybody you know what I'm saying? load up like hundred and fifty songs <laughs> you know, on, on yeah, USB for like twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like now I'm paying attention and like even like regular old Joe's making, you know, playlists and you know, it's getting a lot of plays. You know what, oh. what I'm saying? And like that's something I thought about doing because like I love music, you feel me? Yeah. And, like, it's something that I would do, but it's you got to be, like, consistent with it. Like, you got to do it, like, every week type stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the same way that crypto sped up with the stock market basically mm-hmm. is, streaming's also doing that to music because now 
it ain't it ain't like well back in the day let's say 90s early 2000s what people would be doing they'll drop a mixtape every month right mm -hmm. the new dj clue shit the new k slayer the yeah. new dj drama shit nowadays people be updating their playlists weekly if not every couple of days yeah so it's so the world is so much more fast-paced because of technology that you got to be on whatever it is yeah. that you're doing you got to be on yeah you feel me like i was even telling um you know my girl that shit i was like she was like yo because she's like you're being lazy you're not working on no music you know fucking with me yeah and i'm like it ain't that i'm being lazy you're not working on music i just have to grow my network because of the way shit is with yeah to spotify and streaming, I have to have those relationships now. Instead of having a relationship with a marketing company, mm -hmm. I gotta have a relationship with a 19-year-old in Switzerland mm -hmm. who got a playlist with 100,000 followers. Yeah, You feel me? Like, this shit is so, the world is so bugged out. And even her, through her working with social uh, media influencers, she shows me campaigns that she runs for for big companies. So mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about, I gotta have her on the show one day because yeah, yeah. I need I need that that um that, that's, that's that games could help me with my marketing because my marketing company is gonna be about social media yeah. marketing. Too. That's that's why I like when you told when you reached out and to to have me on this shit. I was so I was quick with it just because I know it goes past music. Yeah, I mean, it's business and, and mm -hmm. everything. So you know, with her, she's showing me campaigns that she's running for major companies, bruh. You have kids, dog, like in high school. Yeah. You feel me? Making what a doctor makes in one day based yeah. on the video they got to do. All they got to do is plug in a product, plug in a website, plug in a download link, and they just made a doctor's annual salary yeah. when they in their high school class. Yeah, and, and, and like even with like um, kids flipping shoes and stuff like that, yeah, you know, they making, I, I forgot Jet man, he probably like 17 or 18 years old now. He, uh, I think DJ Khaled was buying shoes from him. You know what I'm talking about. It's I legit from New York. Yeah, ended up opening the stores. And yeah, shit like yeah, that. making millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and he, you know, he still want to go to school. I'm like, damn, bro, you still going to school, making this money? Like, you just a regular old. I'm like, bro, now you, you got that light on you. You feel me? Like, but I like to see people like that. You know, especially like you still want to, you still want to be in that place. Like, you want to be you 16, stay 16. Yeah. 17, yeah. 18, 19, 20, like. I mean, we was, you know, back then, from most of us, I'd say we was all on some jit shit at yeah, that point. Yeah. I, like, I wish I knew what I knew now back then. That's what I always tell people, though. Because even back, like, even back then, like, the people around me was just on some old regular hood shit. Mm -hmm. You feel me? I kind of always had more of an open mind to doing different things, doing new things, but I still got caught up in the bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I always had that, like, that open mindedness to be like, all right. I know I can do these different things. I don't just got to follow this one route that everybody's following. Yeah. You feel me? Because even going back to Spotify for a second, it's, you know, it's illegal. The payola shit is illegal. Like, yeah. If, if you get caught doing payola, they'll, they'll bang your account. They'll bang yeah. your playlist. They'll bang your album. What is that payola? Like how the radio payola used to work back in the day where the labels would pay the radio stations to play and shit. Oh, okay. So they do that? They still they do that on streaming yeah. services? Hell yeah, Damn. they do that. But now, I mean, like, you know... The, the FCC for mm -hmm. radio, they made that illegal. So the loophole that niggas was using back in the day was, I, I'm not gonna pay you 20 racks to play my record, but you got your you got your annual radio show with all these you know these headliners. You want me to play, mm -hmm. or you know I or you want the major label artist to play? I'm signed. Let's say I'm signed to Universal. Y'all want me to play? Universal gonna be like, I y'all want him to perform? Y'all gotta play his records, mm -hmm. or if I don't got clout like that, hey, we'll buy we'll buy y'all 
we'll donate a hundred thousand to a charity and mm-hmm. give y'all the name on that. You think you think that's why our heart radio went bankrupt? I, I mean, I don't know what kind of, you know what kind of shady practices they were doing, but the thing that shit caught me off guard when I seen iHeartRadio because their branding was so on point, yeah, dog. Yeah. Like nobody, like back in the day when it was Cox and, mm. and Clear Channel, mm. if you wasn't doing music or, or yeah. in the music business, you ain't know what none of that shit yeah. was. You feel me? But iHeartMedia took that business entity and made it into a brand, which I thought was raw. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I saw the other week that they was going bankrupt, but I like I haven't looked into it. I don't know what caused that, but it's crazy to me. Me and my fiance were talking about that today, and I felt I told I, they probably spent too much money on marketing. Yeah, Damn marketing it. had to be because <laughs> you gotta think about like, for example, like you have all you all have radio, you a brand, you got thousands and thousands of radio stations that you, technically you have to pay. They keep them open, you feel me? They were Cox or Clear Channel. I forgot yeah, which yeah. one, and they rebranded them. So. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, might have just went overboard. I, yeah, I want, now I want to read into it, I want to see what happened. Yeah, what happened? Because the podcast on iHeartRadio. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, even my own music is on is on iHeart, yeah. streaming app. Yeah. You know, the podcast, they're all on iHeart. Mm-hmm. So, they knew to adapt. Mm-hmm. And not just be terrestrial radio, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. honestly, nobody listens to that shit, and we gonna be real. <laughs> yeah. People, you like like labels use it as like a billboard at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that billboard is gonna cost you ten racks. Yeah, and people gonna see it, but they're not really being conscious. Yeah. Of it. to me, the radio is the same shit. People hear it on their yeah. way to work, on their way to school, but you're not really conscious to what to what it is. Yeah, I was saying that to I said people won't mm-hmm. really listen to radio like that no more. You got. You Podcasters, you got iTunes, Spotify yeah, to listen to music. People listening to Breakfast Club and and uh, Ricky Smiley and yeah. paying attention to that, becoming part of that as yeah. opposed to the music. You feel the music's the least important yeah. shit in that whole mix. So I thought like the fact that there was even coexisting with streaming and mm-hmm. putting themselves in that field, I was like, right, they yeah, got they, it. they figured yeah. out the formula, but. I don't know what the fuck happened, bro. I don't know, man. But I, I want to read into that shit. <laughs> yeah, because I seen that. I'm like, 20 million. What was it? 20 million dollars? 25 million. Yeah, 25 I, seen million? The, I seen the headline, but I, I ain't read up on it. But going back to, to the streaming, that same payola system yeah. happens in streaming. It's illegal. Like I said, they, you get found out, they shut your shit down. But the reality of it is, is that it does happen to the point where before Spotify really became what it is now, yeah. you know, all these, these playlists that you see with 100,000, 250,000, 500,000 followers, yeah. these, these kids was on that, I mean, not they not all kids, but these people was on that before Spotify became popping like that. Mm-hmm. So they, they had an account back in 2011, 2012. They mm-hmm. had their playlist they've been building up, yeah. you know, switching out songs, putting in songs for the past six, seven years. Once the label see how much streaming actually became what it is, which mm-hmm. they wasn't expecting it to. I don't think anybody was. Really. Nah, nah, nobody was. They started buying out these playlists. Yeah. So now, you know, you have the in-house Spotify playlists like Rap Caviar mm-hmm. and Discover, you know, New Music Friday, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Discover Weekly, that's Spotify. That's like level one. Yeah. That's the top, dog. You on that, you on your way. Yeah. Below that are the label-owned playlists. Yeah. But... The slick shit is that they don't call it like a universal playlist or a Sony playlist. They create their own subsidy companies. Yeah. And they become now a network of playlists. So yeah. you have Topsify, for example. 
I forgot who they belong to. Mm -hmm. But they, they're like a network of, let's say, 15, 20 playlists. Mm -hmm. All those playlists are just the label, the artists that are signed to that label. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You know bro. what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's that's level two, let's say, right? Now me, Indy, I'm coming in. Yeah. I'm like, I need to get on this shit. Yeah. So I, I found the curator person, because, you know, it's linked to the Facebook profile. Like, mm -hmm. if you look at the playlist and you see the person who's on it, I'm giving up game. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, we all in the same Yeah, yeah, game. you got to. Yeah, yeah, I, I ain't yeah, one of the people that, yeah, that yeah. don't keep the secrets. You could go on, search that name on Facebook or on Twitter or IG and find them and holler at them. Because you can't message on Spotify. Mm -hmm. You used to be able to back in the day. But, but they now, changed it up. Yeah, now you got to go outside and, and do your communication. She told me, holler at this email. Holler at this person, right? So I'm like, all right, cool, bet. Mm -hmm. And I look at the email, I see it said, so-and-so at you music. I'm like, you music, the fuck is it? <laughs> you music.net. Yeah. So I typed it into Google to see, like, if there was a company or some shit. You music is the email address that Universal uses. Wow. So I'm like... All right, fuck it. Hey, I'm ER30. Like, I do all my own shit, bro. I do my mm -hmm. own emails. I do my own communication. You feel me? Like, I'm a one-man band with this shit. So I go, I holler at them. And when they reply, I saw the, the signature of the email had Universal Records on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm chopping it up with the lady. I'm like, hey, what's up again? And then he gave Sunday onto this playlist. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, for independent artists such as yourself, she was like, that goes for $2,500 for every five weeks. Wow. So there's, you know, like I told you, nothing's organic. Nothing is an yeah. accident. You know, now you're going down one level more, yeah. which is the independent curators, independent playlist. So it's like kids in Switzerland, a kid in Wisconsin somewhere, he on that shit all yeah. day. He managed to get his shit popping. Some of them will add it for free if they fuck with your music, you know, just on the love. A lot of them will charge you $20, $50, $100, five, like, you yeah. know, depending on how much clout they have, how many followers they got, how how interactive their their crowd is and shit. Yeah. You could, they even break it down to where you could pay to be on the top 10, top 5, top 3, number 1. Like, it's, it ain't it's none crazy, of this shit an accident, bro. It's crazy, man. You think, because I look at Pandora... It's like a bridge yeah, they to on streaming. They, they on their way out. Though. Yeah, because, you know, remember Pandora is like uh, the new wave for radio. Like, you could just go with somebody, artist or whatever, and then, like, they'll play the artist music, but then they'll play, like, someone who's close to the artist or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like with Pandora, they kind of on their way out. I feel like the only way Pandora could say they sell, if they turn into, like, a, you know, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, they also allow, like, podcasting to go in there. The podcasting, the new thing, the new wave, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the playlists and stuff like that. So, I feel like they'll, they'll be, they'll, I don't know. The problem with Pandora, I mean, I, I ain't never really used Pandora like that, but to me, they were, it was raw at first because they mm -hmm. kind of took the radio format mm -hmm. and they brought it into the streaming world. Mm -hmm. But they ain't really adapt. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still like... I, you can't control what's going to play, right? Yeah. Like, it's random. Now you have Spotify, Apple, Last.fm, iHeart, for now, mm -hmm. where you can control what you want, when you want it, who you want to listen to, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Even if now, like, when I talk with marketing people and I talk to, to people, like, in the, in the industry, they even tell me, like, yo, like, we're noticing, you know, because Spotify is all data, Mm -hmm. You feel me? So how much your song pops ain't based on who you are, 
how how like raw the song is, how trash the song is, it's based on data on graphs now. Mm-hmm. Because everything's an algorithm now. You mm-hmm. So they'll say straight up, like people don't even look for an artist no more. They do. They look for a mood. They look for a vibe. It's like it's like they so, stalk. It's like they stalk the change. Like they yeah. look at the data that's from this person and stuff, and they attack it. Yeah, that that that's how they determine who they gonna put on what playlist on the Spotify ran shit. You feel me? Like if you get up to like I think they told me it was ten thousand, five thousand, ten thousand streams like in a certain amount of time, they'll start throwing you onto people's Discover Weekly. Mm-hmm. From there you'll go into um, Daily Radar or whatever that shit, new new music radar. Yeah, yeah. But it's all based on the data that they're getting. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, you have the people how people used to do a few years back with YouTube. SoundCloud that they'll find the fake plays mm-hmm. Spotify can see that off rip the mm-hmm. moment somebody hit a bot or a click on hits play they know that's crazy so they you know they put like a little star next to your shit like this is bullshit this yeah. is gonna get 20,000 plays but we're not gonna do nothing with that because that that's bullshit yeah 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 so they can tell like yeah, yeah. Crazy technology bro <laughs> That, that's yeah, why, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, I'm definitely always looking for shit outside of the music. Because yeah. I'm interested in business. I'm interested in technology. I'm interested in shit that can change the way shit works. You yeah. know, for, for the better, of course. And yeah. I, I ain't trying to finesse nothing or, you know, pull off no lick or nothing. Just, yeah, you just, you know, you, you know, sometimes you have to cut, cut corners, but like I always say, like, do it the smart way. Yeah. Like, a, it's like being a critical thinker, like, you know, like playing football or something like that. Like you, quarterback, you know, head coach, you know, you're trying to get this touchdown. You are our formation. But, you know, you know let's, let's do some tricky shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Get out of my, go into another element to get where I you know, want to be at. But in the, still you have to have the same mindset. Like you got to be, be focused. Yeah, you got to be a go-getter. You got to be consistent. You got to. I'll give you a perfect example for you, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is a for worse Scenario for worse example, right? Yeah. With DJing, bro, like, yo, DJs went from having to load up vinyl, carry that shit everywhere, carry yeah. it back off when you're done. You know what I'm saying? To Serato. Yeah. Then now, we don't went from where you could just sh- store all your shit in the MP3s on on, on Serato. Yeah. On hard drives. People don't. People call themselves DJs. They never spun a record in their life, bro. All they mm-hmm. got is an aux cable. They hit play on their playlist. Yeah, man. They just hit the, the yeah, air horn, the pause. Yeah, because when I bring it back. Yeah, because when I came in. You know, I ain't carry the vinyls and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was way back. Yeah, but like with, with me, like you know, start off with the computer and things like that, and you got Serato, then I wanted to get the hardware. Yeah. But now, like, you could just go on your phone. I feel like that's more cheating than when I was doing. Yeah, like, to me, me, that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like a for worse situation because because I still had to look for music. Like I still had to dig, go in my yeah. emails and stuff like that. People, you know, people learn how to DJ. Even on yeah. Serato, you still have to know how to. Yeah, DJ. you still have to learn. Yeah, the, the art and the talent. Technology's made it to where people don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah, people's like, all right, I could just put these songs together the night before, hit play, and just vibe out, drink, smoke. Yeah, fuck, you know. With, people in the crowd yeah. and shit and the people in the crowd partying anyway mm-hmm. so technology makes shit better but in certain cases it could also fuck shit up yeah yeah man and, and, and that's motivating me to you know uh, to come out with more mistakes and yeah. just you gotta put a human touch back in that yeah. shit and you know you'd be you'd be on, on on some other shit at yeah. this point 
people don't do that no more. <laughs> they don't, man. But, like um, me, as, from just an artist point, you know, from a mm-hmm. fan, not even an artist, as a fan, I, I enjoy the blends. I enjoy mm-hmm. the, you know, when you bring it back at the perfect moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, that shit just takes it to the next yeah, level. Yes, it's, it's, it's different. The, you know. the build up takes yeah. it to another level. You can't do that on the playlist. Nah, you can't. You was going to do press pause and stop <laughs> whatever. Like, it's, it's, You'd have to time that. Yeah. that Cause I never Every spoke, line. I never spoke on the trap, but I always have a drop and stuff. Yeah, like they don't even do yeah. that no more. Like yeah. drama, drama. You know, course clue, and you know, down here you had DJ Adele, DJ Smalls. You know, I've seen, you know, hearing them drops when they played the bat. Like yeah. you know, Sam Sneak, like with Jam Squad. Like it was just something like yeah. Now damn near, now it's just <laughs> uh, Sam Sneak and. Tice. Yeah, and Tice. You hear them drop, and you hear them bringing the record yeah. back and throwing the, you know. Yeah, Lucky C and Hercules do that too. Yeah, they be, yeah, they be doing it. Yeah, I know you had him on here. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with Lucky C. Yeah, man. Yeah. One, of, one of the most, like, humble dudes, man. Yeah. Like, I always felt like, like, we need more of that. You yeah. know, yeah, you need a balance, but we need more of that to show everyone else that, you know, you can still be, you can still be Confident, but you got to be humble. You feel yeah. me? Like, like I, I was tripping out yesterday when I was telling you we were going to Best Buy for that SD card and shit. I'm driving down there and I'm just hearing Lucky C on 99 Jams promoting the event that they was at for the day. And I'm like, dog, like I knew this dude from the fucking spinning record at like Transit Lounge. Yeah. Shit when Mayday was performing and now he's on the fucking radio, bro. Not even started off like you know the overnight and shit. Mm-hmm. But now I'm hearing him at noon on 99 Gems, and that mm-hmm. shit is wild to me. Like, if you stick with your shit and you doing what you got to do, you're going mm-hmm. to get where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping with the podcast. The podcast, I was hoping that it'll take me to, you know, where I want to be at. You know, yeah. I want to... Because honestly, like I tell people as a DJ, and I was talking to DJ Hayes. He came out with Chronic and all of them. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you know that's where I was coming from. Uh, shout out to my boy um, Marshallon Hayes. You know his album coming out on March 27th. But um, so pretty much, I told him I felt like I came at the wrong time. Even when I was young, I'm like, yeah, we had, you had all these good, good ass mystic DJs. Like people knew knew about me, but I was un- I was like overshadowed. You feel me? So now I was like, you know what? One of the main reasons why, you know, I felt like I was so overshadowed because I didn't have the promotion. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had to, you know, try to kiss these blogs' asses and stuff like that. Try to go me? to these media outlets, you know, same thing what you said, like with the publisher and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm afraid going to do that shit. So, you know what I'm going to do? Just the end of last year, I like, I'm just going to come up with a podcast. You yeah. know, have, bring people on here, no charge. And just, you know, conversate, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, tell them, you know, they, they give, they, you know, they tell, um, talk about they self and, you know, information and things yeah, like yeah. that, that people don't even know. Like, I learned so much from you today, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, same here with you. Yeah, vice versa, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like we need that, you know. Yeah, bro, especially, like, with the... Like, everybody's trying to cash in on the podcast shit. Yeah. Like, and I've been peeped that even, like... It like when drink champs pop, that's yeah. when everybody went and started the podcast. Yeah. Even before that, people was already lining up with their shit. Yeah, cause but what happens and where a lot of them fuck up at is that it becomes so. All right, so who are you? 
what's your latest release? Mm-hmm. What do you plan on doing, you know, now in mm-hmm. the future and shit? And it's like, nah, fuck that question and answer shit ain't really yeah. cut it. So, like, your show is dope because it covers everything. It yeah. ain't just music. It ain't just what song that I just dropped. Yeah. We having, you know, full-blown conversations and shit. Same with my boy Bugsy out of Fort yeah, Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like the interview. He's real, you know... He does, he does real conversations, mm-hmm. real shit with people. And, like, even just, you can see in just the people that he chooses to interview. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all both had Luna. Yeah. Like, Luna's Luna. Luna, bro. Luna, let me tell you something about, about Luna. Like, she only been DJing for a year. Yeah, that shit blew my And she, like, she got one cool vibes. Like, you know, her, Lucky C, you know, yourself, EFN. Yeah. Pretty much everybody on the podcast got, like, yeah. some, like some vibes. So, but with her it was different because one, like I, you know, like I said in the in the, in the episode, I said as a DJ, as a brotherhood, as a sisterhood, I love seeing female DJs just doing their thing because it's like yeah. it's not a, it's not that much of them, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, I agree. Yeah, and, and it's like with her and like you know her EP was so dope. And, um, bro, you, I'm like, I got a story for you. <laughs> nah, 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 crazy. Yeah. But, my first real conversation with Luna, like, you know how this shit be, like, people just start following each other on social media. Like, yeah. So you do the work, they do the work. Yeah. You build on that. Yeah. Like, we working towards some shit. But I see her talking about she ain't know, you know what I'm saying? She ain't know whether she wanted to have certain songs on the project. Yeah. The sample clearance issue. Mm, yeah, we was talking so, about that on the. Yeah, I was the like, I, I like, I was straight up. I was like, hey man, like I reached out to her, like one on one, like fuck this. I, me, I'm telling you as an artist mm. who's managed to get so many thousands of plays and shit, mm. fuck it. For right now, fuck it. Mm. Because I done got roped on a sample clearance before, mm. and you know, and the song, I ain't even get to promote the song. By the time it hit couple down to play they took Sony took that shit down because mm-hmm. of a sample that I used you feel me and I had chopped it up pissed it down I don't know, I don't know how the fuck yeah. but when I went and read the, the notes on the record again it was Sony so yeah. they got some crazy shit going on where they even figured that out yeah. but I told her I was like man fuck that get your name out if the song is raw and you get to that point where, where you know they trying to cease and assist you that lets you know you're doing something right yeah the fact that you even got it out there to that point, and at that point, if you feel like the song's worth it, figure mm-hmm. out a way to clear it. Yeah, because I know that happened with Kid Marv too. I was Kid Marv, yeah, Kid Marv with Drip. I think Kid was reading that he yeah. got his shit taken. Yeah, Kid Marv is one of. Um, I met him before a long time ago. Uh, not Kid Marv. I'm thinking about Kid Adams, but I know about Kid. I know Marv. Kid Adams. But Kid Adams, yeah. I met him um, at FIU. Uh, we used to have like a um, like a little um, open mic. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he already knew he was going to blow up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was one of the, you know, quote-unquote backpack rappers that's from down here. And, and like, it's just just dope to meet people, you know, meet artists, you know, like yourself and, you know, Kid Adams and DJ Luna and stuff and just talk about the music and talk about the business of it and stuff like that. But with with Luna, what was so dope about her was that Wale reached out to her. And she was like, you know, she ain't just holla at him right away. Like, she waited about two weeks or so or whatever. And she didn't even know, matter of fact, anyway. So, like, I'm like, 
That's what's up, man. Yeah, that, that shit be had like if you don't really follow somebody, that shit I peep that. Uh, I done, Especially been, on Twitter, I done been yeah. late on so many like messages and shit because it splits it up. Yeah, it's like y'all don't follow each yeah, other. Yeah, got requests like, yeah. and all that stuff. I, I done miss shit because of that. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Like, I, like I remember I sent people like about the podcast like four weeks ago, and they automatically they just like follow me. They like hit me back. I'm like, damn. <laughs> my like my IG got fucked up because mm-hmm. my shit has, at one point I think it stopped like it stopped like about a month or two back but mm-hmm. at one point it was just unfollowing people randomly yeah you feel me? so your shit I seen it it yeah. said request and I was like alright I'm like how the fuck is this a request I've been yeah because I'm, I'm for years, yeah because you, you then you work with um illusion down south and all that too yeah I've been yeah. out of that studio. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause at first I thought you was from down south. Bro. I'm like, he from, he from the, the inner city and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. Um, got a couple questions before we end the podcast. Cause, you know, you being from Miami, like born and raised, um, a lot of people don't know that you know, Miami's very, you know, it's cut in half with the north and the south, you know, the east and the west, but particularly north and the south, and a lot of you know, you being pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. How you, how you, what you think about like the Mike Smiths and stuff like that that's coming up from down south and finally bringing, you know. I'm I'm happy for them because to be Mm -hmm. real with you, South Dave's been slept on for so long, bro. Like, dog, you done had spitters come up out there. Mm -hmm. You got Slovian Retro. Yeah. Those are the homies. They've been putting in work forever and they Mm -hmm. just really starting to get, you know, they're just due. Mike Smith's another one. Yeah. Mike Smith, I don't know him personally, but I've seen him. Just mm-hmm. build up, you feel me? Uh, who else came from down south? Uh, Chad, I yeah. think, was another one who was from down south. Yeah, yeah D-Shep back in the day. Yeah. I think he was from down there. Yeah, um, yeah D-Shem, the engineer? D-Shep. D-Shep? Yeah. But D-Shem, the engineer, he's he coming another up. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My boy Cash, yeah. you feel me? He's from, I, I guess he's from down south at this point. It's kind of how I see him, you feel me? But, mm-hmm. you know... He went from just grinding, busting his ass locally. He's another dude that I got to link up with at HBC a few years back. Mm-hmm. You know, just on the Miami affiliation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look now, fast forward a couple of years later, he got a situation with Kevin Little and Sony. Mm-hmm. And that's a dude that's been slept on heavy like a motherfucker. You feel mm-hmm. me? He can spit. Like, you wouldn't expect what he does from, him, from South Dade Cat. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's, 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 it's it's different. Like it's more. I I, I explain to the people like yeah. You got you know uh, cashy too. Yeah, dollar. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he was doing this thing from down there. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost like a whole different city. Yeah, because it's like I was explaining to people from up north. I'm like, you call it me country. You don't. You have even. You don't even know about stuff in Miami like down yeah. south. Like for us, like. When I go to Jacksonville and stuff like that, when they say we from down south, because, you know, our term is different down yeah. there. You know, down south for us is like Homestead, Naranja, you know, Keys and all that. Yeah. But, you know, I tell people, like, you know, down south, you know, I'm from the outskirts. I'm not even from the inner city. And they'll call me, I'm from the city. Because it's that mindset, like, them boys are from, like... The, the backwoods, like on God's yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So like down there, it's country, like everything's spread out. Versus up here, you know, even though we spread out too, but we have more, we have more things up here. You it's know, like an actual city, like a major city. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm and, saying? And, and and that's something I want to bring to light one day, because like you know, you have New York, you have LA, you have Houston, you have Atlanta, you have Chicago, 
you have Detroit, you have all these cities that's divided. And I be trying to tell people, you know, it's not just different parts of yeah, yeah, Miami yeah. that's divided. You have a whole county that's the north and south. Yeah. Like and they call us up north niggas. We call you know, we call them down yeah, south niggas. Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 like it's, it's and then us they call the city niggas. Yeah, the like, city like in the O T love Yeah, the Grove love, and all that stuff. Like we, we like the city. Yeah, in the middle because like, yeah. when I went to the um I know a lot of artists from the Grove and they was like, Oh, he stayed down south, but he's still up north. But I be forgetting technically y'all is like even though y'all in the southwest, y'all still you know, See, in the that's why it gets crazy with Little Havana because Little yeah. Havana runs northwest and, and southwest. Yeah, Flagler is the dividing line. Yeah. So from like 27 to downtown, mm-hmm. that's all Little Havana. Whether you yeah. north or southwest, so we don't really identify with a south or a north. We kind of east. Yeah, by the water. You feel yeah. me? Which is, What's another thing too? Because even the east and the west is divided. Like, like where we at, I be telling people like, because people be hearing me say that shit. Like you mm-hmm. know, from east side, east mm-hmm. side shit. Love Havana shit because even the neighborhood itself is split into two. Mm-hmm. If you're not from there, you're not really gonna know that. But mm-hmm. like the city actually defines it as two separate neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But people just say Love Havana because mm-hmm. it really don't make no sense to divide such a small place into <laughs> yeah. two. You feel me? But so when I say like the east side, if you think about it, like my address is northwest. You know? Yeah, Where I grew up was a northwest address. Mm-hmm. You're talking about First Street, Second Street. Yeah. 8th Ave, 7th Ave, 6th Ave, so it's like we literally damn near the center of, of the county. Yeah. So we don't have an east or, or west like that or a yeah. south or north because like, it's water, it's the ocean, yeah, it's downtown, yeah. you feel me? Like yeah. we are the east side of shit, even though our shit might say northwest or southwest. Yeah. But I guess that's some shit I've always wanted to bring to light myself because it's crazy. Like there is a dividing line. Yeah. You know, musically. There's down south. Mm-hmm. There's you know Carroll City and Norland and mm-hmm. all that. NMB especially. Yeah, cause we all we all do our different things. Like you know, my fiance, you know she's from New York, so like you know she's from Manhattan, so she know like the difference, like from the you know Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. Harlem. Cause even from us, you could tell like the difference. Yeah. Like, oh, he from Long Island or he from a borough. You know what I'm saying? But they shit is so big that they treat it like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with us, it's like Miami. Yeah, it's Miami, but we have different. We have different places. Like you know, up north, you know, Pioneer have their own vibe. You yeah. know, Carroll City, you know, you North got, Miami and the B got their own vibe. Yeah, like you got the scared though right now, holding mm-hmm. Hialeah down. And yeah, he's bringing that that vibe. You yeah, know, that sauce. That yeah. Hialeah shit, which yeah, you've never seen that before. Yeah, because I be telling people, that's H-Town to me. I'm from Miami, you know. Yeah. Houston, I'm like, when I was in high school, I went to private school. I went to pay. So a lot of them boys was from Hialeah. They be like, man, I'm from H-Town. It's H-Town. You from Houston? Like, no, I'm from Hialeah. Because Hialeah is big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have, they, Hialeah is like its own little pot. Like, you have east, west, north, south, you know what I'm saying? So, and then, like, but just speaking with the county, like down south, you know, that's where you see like the low riders and stuff, cause like the Mexicans down. There. Yeah. So it's just. It's... I actually I had spent like a lot of 2016. I spent it down south. You mm-hmm. feel me? So like I was staying right where Bulls is. So yeah, I got the, Bulls, I got yeah. the experience like Naranja and Leisure City and Princeton mm-hmm. and Homestead, Florida City, all that shit. Yeah. The vibe was so crazy to me mm-hmm. that I'm like, God damn, like. I ain't even know this was really here. You feel? Because I would never leave my side of town. Yeah. I never really had to. Like, that's that's with us being so inner city, like mm-hmm. how Little Havana and Overtown specifically both mm-hmm. are. 
we don't even got to drive to nothing, bro. We could just walk. It's almost yeah. like New York in that sense. We could walk to wherever yeah. we got to go. Yeah. Or if it's a little bit out of walking distance, catch a quick-ass Uber. Yeah. You can't do that shit down south. You got to have a whip. Yeah, you got to. All you got is US-1. <laughs> US-1. Everything <laughs> else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Split off and shit. But yeah, bro, like, and even, I, you know, me, like I told you, I, mm-hmm. I think deeper. I think more open-minded and shit. So even mm-hmm. beyond the music level, you can see the split in Miami mm-hmm. racially, mm-hmm. you know, depending where you at. Yeah, yeah, you can. Because like, it's, it's a melting pot. You got Jamaicans on one side, Bahamians, Cubans, you I know, Dominicans. I've been telling people it be, that shit. Like, it be Asians and stuff. It ain't even a melting pot with me, bro. Yeah. I've been a, like, you know, I've been had shows in New York and L.A., and mm-hmm. I saw melting pot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I be telling people, this shit's like a jail trade, bro. Like, you know, you got the black people here <laughs> yeah. this square. You got the Spanish people here in this square. The few white people, you got them here in this square. Because you like, got to remember, we still the South. It was segregated yeah. back in the day. So like, it's like, yeah, we all get along, but yeah. it's kind of split. You feel yeah, me? Like, for us, it's 36th Street. Yeah. 36, you know, you go south of 36th Street, that's AP and Little Havana, yeah. Wynwood, yeah. you know, Melrose. So it's, it's all Chico's except for yeah. Overtown. Once you pass 36, that's, you know, Brown Sub, Little Haiti, Liberty yeah. City. So within the city itself, you can see a split. Yeah, because my, my... no white folk. Really. Yeah, it's yeah. Like black my, and brown in Miami. Yeah, like my <laughs> granddad told me back in the day, he grew up in Overtown. He was like, man, if you was from the Poker Beans or Liberty City coming from Overtown, it wasn't no violence, but they would check you. They'll be like, you know, who are you? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, And it's still like that to this day. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit more friendlier and stuff like that, but... Yeah, everybody on their game, money yeah. shit. We don't really care what you yeah. rap, where, where you from, what race you is and shit. Yeah, because he said back in the day, you know, it wasn't no violence. We was all laid back, but if you was from a certain town, you had, like, no... No, uh, nobody that you knew. Yeah, you needed that pass. Yeah, you needed that pass, yeah. and it's, it's crazy because, like, it's... We all from the same city, but different neighborhoods. You know, like, what Trip Daddy said is... Miami's a city that got cities within cities, towns yeah. within towns, and... Because even within Lil Havana, you know what I'm saying? I brought that up in the music. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck. I've said it on record. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what somebody you rep. Because yeah. even within Lil Havana, it, it would get broken down into the streets. Yeah. I'm from this street. You from that one. Yeah. We can't go onto each other's shit and then we're going to be all good. Yeah. Even though we ain't never did nobody dirty. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, you, we know that you from there. Yeah. So don't come to this shit. Yeah, because that's why I say Miami is not like, it's, I mean, we have gangs, but it's not really gangs. It's more like. Uh, uh, yeah, like sets different areas, homies. you know. Avenue, yeah, you know. So it's the just... crazy shit is once, <laughs> once once you leave here, though, you could be from I could be from Love Havana. You could be from a neighborhood that don't get that you know historically don't mm-hmm. get along with us. I get I get along with you if you're a real one. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck where you're from, but yeah, you know, before it would be like you don't get along with an AP nigga or Winwood nigga, so. Mm-hmm. You know, you had that beef internally here, but the moment you step out of town and some shit goes down, we all united. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that firsthand at A3C. Yeah. Sure, because there was a little situation out there where, you know, we was, like some dude thought we was trying to holler at and check out his female. Well, he was from? Like that. He was from Atlanta. Like, yeah. that was a native, you feel me? And I guess he felt disrespected because we was trying to get at his chick. Like, we wasn't even. We was posted up. Just waiting in line for some mm-hmm. shit. So, you know what I'm saying? He was like, what's up with y'all, boy? Blah, 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 blah. Another dude from a whole another side, just, I don't even know you, but just off of the fact that he knew I was from Miami because he seen me in mm-hmm. Miami and he's, you know, mm-hmm. he knew I was from there. Uh, that's how, how that's how, that's like the whole state of Florida, though. Yeah. You think about it. Like, you have someone from 
Pensacola, like, bro, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we all could tell, like, you know, even Florida as a state, like, you know, downhill, we have an accent when you go up north, there's more country. Yeah. And, but you can still tell, like, the, the, oh, the yeah. certain words we say, you know, it's that same, you know, like, it's that same, like, word and it's just yeah, a different got, accent. When I went to New York, when I had a, I had a, um, like, a little mini tour in New York a couple years back, and off real. The moment I opened my mouth, some female that was there was like, you from Miami, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, how you know? She was like, you can't mistake that accent. Yeah, because my best friend, he went up to New York, and he was like, bro, like, they could tell you a Florida nigga. Bro. Not even just, like, you from the South. They're like, yeah, you can Florida. tell. You, you got a certain uh, accent. They're like, bro, you from, where you from? What part of Florida you from? Yeah, and they'll, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's and, crazy. And the crazy shit is that it don't matter if you a Yankee, if you a Zoe, if you a Chico. Yeah, like, like that, they, shit, you, that shit is stuck on It's you, still bro. a you difference, though, because, like, my girl, my girl, um, she Dominican, she's from New York. I, I had to remind her, like, Dominicans down here sound totally different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, her sister was born in New York, but her sister was more, she had more years down here than yeah. she was up north, so... She sound like a Miami, like, she sound like she's from Dade, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, the way she talked, because even her folks from up north was like, damn, like, you, you talk like you, you from down south, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, the slang, you know, so it's just, it's, I just love, I, I just love it, bro. I embrace yeah, it, bro. I, me too. I mean, shit, I see that with, like, um, what I was going to say, like, damn, I done lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say? My ass and shit. Bro, like, with the whole accent shit, like you were saying, even though there's a slight difference, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, it's, shit gets stuck on you, bro. Like, yeah. The, the words, the slang, yeah. the way we say shit, especially when you get hot, you know what I'm saying, like, when you get mad, the shit gonna come yeah. out. You know what I'm saying, because everywhere I've been outside of Miami, they know. Yeah, they said that's the only time, they're like, that's the only time we talk, we talk fast when we get mad. And then, like, even, <laughs> like, I be telling people, because I've heard, you know, going off topic, I mean, still on topic, but. Yeah. I've heard that whole shit. Like, I've seen, like, rappers or artists, you know, the Chicos, mm-hmm. they get told, like, oh, he nice for a Chico, he nice for a Oye. Mm-hmm. But me, I've heard, like, I've heard, like, damn, I ain't even know you was a Chico. I thought you was black when I heard it. <laughs> I've yeah, heard it that happened, shit a bro. lot. You it happens. I've been telling people, I'm like, yo, like, I can see why, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was telling you, like, my parents were here, like, two, three years mm-hmm. before they had me, so I had no concept of English mm-hmm. at the crib until I got to school. Yeah. And when I went to school, I had to go to Overtown for school. Yeah, what mm-hmm. you think gonna happen? Well, bro. I'll be, I'll be, you know I be telling people, like, look at Pitbull when he had award shows and shit. Mm-hmm. That's Miami, Miami as you can get. Yeah. You can't shake that shit, bro. If you was born, yeah. if you was born and raised here, you're not shaking yeah, that even, shit. Yeah, because even if you... If you, you know, try to hide it all you want, yeah, it'll come you, out. Like, yeah, this nigga from, from Miami. That, because with Pitbull... Pitbull was from, like, he was all around Miami. He was from Opelika, Kendall, and stuff like that. His family moved around yeah. a lot. Like, DJ EFN was saying, like, he mentored him, too. So it was just, like, it's crazy, man. Like, one day I want to, like, meet Pitbull. Bro. Like, I know it's going to be hard, but he's, like, the Oprah yeah, of yeah. Miami. Bro. I've like, met Pitbull twice as a jit, mm-hmm. never on some music shit. Not me as ER305 mm-hmm. now, but he used to be around in my hood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like... He used to come around the barbershops and shit like that. So I've met him like two or three times already. Yeah. I was like 13, 14. Yeah. That's when he was, you know, Mr. 30. Like he was 
you know, my, right money, around, yeah, money yeah. is a major issue. Right around stuff. that, right when yeah. he first started getting with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I tell people to this day that album is probably in my top 25. It's, I like El Mario better, bro. I tell yeah. people that I think like I could see why M.I.M.I. was yeah because that that's his coming out shit like, yeah. same way that's the same way people hold Port of Miami and Ross best yeah. shit from down here but I don't think so. now Ross my favorite Ross probably uh, Trilla that Trilla, one too that's Trilla, another one people Trilla or the one he had with um the one after the after was, Port of Miami it was no was it BMF that was after Trilla yeah. Uh, uh, Deeper than rap, Deeper or than rap. Teflon Don. Yeah. No, Teflon Don was yeah. was um, was dope, man. But yeah, nah, man. I'm, a, I'm a Ross fan, bro. Like every you can see the growth yeah. from Port of Miami to now. It's like that shit's inspiring to me. Yeah, just just the shit that he's talking about. Like, yeah. I mean, it's always been brag. He's always bragged. You feel me? He's yeah. a bragger in the music, but just the shit. But he proved yeah. it, and he's still humble. You think about the it. The shit he's, that he says now, yeah. the shit that he'll show you now, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, bro, it's like, you know, he ain't pop off till he was, like, in his 30s. But yeah. Look. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, like, is, look. to me, like, people be like, oh, you older, though. You are, man. Oh, that shit don't matter. Yeah, look, look, look at Bar, Bar Greasy could have been blue. Now he's, yeah. like, what, his early 30s, and he's he's now, he blew up now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Two chains. That boy blew up his late 30s. You know Which is, I mean, for like, in the example, like, Reezy, for example, to me, that's raw than if you would have blew up back then. Because back then, you could have got jerked around and you, you yeah. don't know it. Yeah. Now, I'm sure he got the game. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, he knows himself. He had to change it up, and I respect that. Cause I, not, I even, not even that. Just on the business level. Just, mm-hmm. yo, I know what I got to do. Yeah. You can't play me. You feel yeah. me? Like, Same thing, like, who was like, Biddy Blue? Like, Biddy Blue, you know. I fought with Blue. Biddy Blue, um. It was it was a lot of them that came out around that Florida Florida. I, I remember I went to a studio one time just seeing the MTV, you know, awards and stuff I'm like. You know, he probably knew. You know what? Because his manager, I, I heard his manager would talk to him about it. He was like, "Bro, you gotta, you gotta change it." You know? Yeah, because think about it. Even the first song he put out, that birthday cake shit. You never heard nothing like that from him. No, nah. so it's just crazy. But um. Before we end the podcast, uh, what's your, who, who are you in the top five? Rappers? Yeah. Of all time? Yeah. Pop. Pop. Uh, Nas. No. Uh, hey, this ain't in order either. Right. This is just, you know, so you got top Park, five I can think you got of. Pop, Nas. Pop, Nas. Uh, Scarface. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this shit so carefully because <laughs> I can't do it's the top many, yeah, too many yeah, I can't groups. do the top five. Yeah. Um, bro. This shit is crazy. I'm going to say <laughs> Outkast is one because I can't, yeah. I can't pick one over the other. So that's four. Me and Luna had a discussion about that last podcast. You can't have... Yeah. Like, it's, it's understandable. You like, can't, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Like, Outkast wouldn't have just been Andre 3000. He yeah. needed Big Boy's game in there. Yeah. Shit in there for that to work. So you got Hot, Nas, Scarface, Outkast, and last one, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not his biggest fan, but just the shit that you know, as a fan of music and as a fan of the shit people have to say, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say Jay Z. Jay Z, why you not a big fan of Jay Z? I got yeah. into him late. 
I got into them around American Gangster Time. If we gonna be real, I, mean, I, I fucked with the Black album. Hard. That's my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite album and of all mine's time. Too. Well, that's not my... of all time, but his Black album and American Gangster my favorite album. Just that shit made me a fan. I went back and heard Reasonable Doubt, Volume One, Volume Two. I was like. Yeah, bro, like, why was I sleeping for so long? Nah, because Jay-Z just, like, you know, I kind of I kind of was late on him, too, but I was young, like, you know, yeah. when, uh, like, part one and two, all that stuff came yeah, out. Yeah, like, the like, first song I ever really heard from Jay-Z, you know, being down in Miami. Yeah, like, Big Pimpin'. Yeah, like, UGK. Big Pimpin' and stuff like that, but, like, as far as the albums, like, I, like, the blueprints, like, one and two and stuff like that. On the one he did with R. Kelly, but like the Black album was like that album that I treated like it was my first ever Jay Z album yeah. that I really appreciated and I did. Like I can yeah. listen to that right now and don't get bored of it. You, know, you have just them al- you have them albums that you know like Pitbull album I could go back to and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so many albums that like you can go back to and just reminisce. Yeah, like Ti, that, that's what happened. With, oh, Ti's Ti trap music. Ti probably would have yeah. made a top ten. For yeah, trap music is probably if you if we would have went with top albums, trap music would have been in that shit. For yeah, sure. no question. What about man. albums? Then? Albums, uh, East Ninety Nine by Bone Thugs. Okay, yeah, classic. That was the first album that made me be like, yo, I like this is my music. Like, yeah. rap is my shit. I ain't listening to no Spanish music. <laughs> yeah. Rap is my shit. Not, East Ninety Nine made me do that. Um, and this ain't in order either. But, you know, uh, East 99, uh, Me Against the World, Tupac. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Nas. Yeah. Everybody says Elmatic, but I'm going to go with it was written. Uh, that was his second project, right? Yeah. It was written. Yeah. Uh, on Top of the World, A Ball and MJG. When that when that came out? Ninety five. Ninety five. Everything I'm naming is ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. And gotta pick one of the albums. Stank on me. That's a classic, bro. <laughs> I yeah. I ain't appreciated as much when it came out because I was young, yeah. hard headed. So you just on some rap, 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 rap. Shit. Yeah. So back then I would have told you, uh, Aquemini. Yeah, but now that I hear it at my age now, and I go back and hear that shit, I'm like, yo, they did that in 1999. Yeah, and ain't nobody in 2018 still got some shit like that. Nah, cause it's crazy. Like, um, let me let me ask you this. You know, Luna, you listen to Kanye West, right? Yeah. What I mean, you, I you know, I've what did you heard it? I ain't I yeah. vibe out to Kanye on the regular, but I've heard every album. I respect him tremendously as an artist. Did, did you like Yeezus? I'm like that shit. I'm like, I told the girl, like, <laughs> like maybe I'm closed minded, you know, but that shit wasn't for me. Like I, told, I like Bound. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? One song that sounded like a Kanye song. The one with Chief Keith and stuff like that. I, I vibe to that. That's yeah. when Chief Keith was on his hype, and I like how he used Chief Keith in that song. But there was liquor with him. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and I'm going to listen to it because I told her that. Yeah. And I'm going to let her know how I feel. I think I still going to feel the same. Because when it came out, I'm like, it's, it sounds like all over the place. Like, yeah. like I told her, uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy, I just listened to it. That was my favorite Kanye Between album. this, I think it was the beginning of this or last year, I finally listened to it. Like, yeah. I, I ain't appreciate it because that, that came out when I was... A senior high school or going to college? Because my favorite album from him was Graduation. It still yeah. is. Like, that's one of them albums that I can go back to. But 
when I listen to um, Dark Twisted Fantasy, I'm like, damn, like, I really didn't appreciate this album. When that was a game example. And every feature that he had on there, mm-hmm. he had them on their best, bro. Yeah, like, like any like, crowns, bro. Like, like, like Nicki, Rick Ross. You listen to Ross's verse on that shit, and that's a classic <laughs> verse. That's probably his top verse to me. Yeah. You feel me? Nicki shit, everybody knows that verse yeah. by heart. But yeah, oh, man, it's just it's, it's Jesus. Crazy. I ain't really vibe with. I ain't even really vibe with um, Life of Pablo. Like Life that, of Pablo yeah. was it was it, it 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 was a rebound for me for Jesus. Life, Life of Pablo. My favorite true. shit from him was Late Registration and uh, yeah. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, those are classics. Yeah, man. But Kanye, Kanye, you know, I I noticed like a lot of I was born ninety two, like I said, but the yeah. kids I was born like 95, 94, 95, Kanye. It's like in the top five. And, yeah. You know, I'm always, I'm one of the defenders that said that, you know, he's, to me, he's still a rapper to me. He's, but he's what, he's that's, what, that's his core. Yeah. That's he's known shit. for being artist, like artistic. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, crazy how, like, they have him in his top five. You know, Kanye, probably in my top 20, you know, 15, because of his, his, his albums yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it's just that I can't really put him. You know, it's the thing about hip hop because one day, like, I was telling uh, this uh, artist named Galliano, she's from Broward. I was telling her, like, um, one day I need to come out with, like, a Netflix special or, or, like, something like a show on YouTube where I have to really have to pick, like, individuals, like, have a round yeah. table. Came back in the day, uh, Sway did it with Sucky yeah, for Sunday, I but I'm like, I want to redo that again. Like, we need to like set like like an official top. I want to do top twenty. I don't want to do top ten because that's too. It's too I wanna, yeah. I, I want to do I'd top twenty. With top you 10. know, and then we have like honorable missions and stuff. But let's do like a top twenty of rappers of all time and stuff like that. Like we don't have to do up even like going for me. I want to go back listening to like you know KRS One and Rakim and all them. Cause See, like me, me, me being my age, I got, I got, you know, older cousins and older homies yeah. and shit that, that's, you know, they vibe to that. Me, yeah. I, from being younger, I don't appreciate that. Like I know, yeah, I you know what I'm saying. So we in that same you yeah. know, generation where, you know, Rakim, LL Cool J, he can't, he was late. Like he was like, remember he was young when he came yeah. in, but LL Cool J was one of the first artists I actually listened to because my sister. Yeah. But he was still like, he was still around. When, you know, we was in middle school, high school for a minute, so yeah. it was like he was relevant enough where we could go back to his his albums yeah, and stuff he was still like dropping that. music when I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? And so, like from the '80s, I, the only people I could really be like, I'm even gonna, I could even appreciate mm-hmm. what I'm listening to was N.W.A., Ice T, yeah. and Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. Big, Big Daddy Kane was awesome. Like to me, he modernized rapping mm-hmm. kind of in a way. Cause, Everybody was on that like kind of grooving shit. Yeah, and he, him and Rock Kim just came in. And yeah, they like, was on that lyrical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of paved the way to me for like Nas and yeah. everything after that. Yeah, man. So like Rock Kim, like I always say, it's like a tree. Like I don't know how many times I said his name on here, but I really appreciate him. It's Red Man. Yeah. Red Man, you know, he's one of the artists where you know the Eminem's, Ludacris, the Big Shines of the world. Yeah, they all fall under that under that tree. Under tree, yeah. And one like, of, when I was a jit, one of my favorite albums was There's a Dark Side. Yeah. 
and his shit, even even though he was from the East Coast and his shit was gritty and grimy and lyrical yeah. like an East Coast cat, his production always had kind of like a Western bounce to it. Yeah, and it I think that made it easier for me to get into Redman than like... Yeah, because the thing is, a lot of people, I had listened to his interviews, a lot of people thought he was from the West Coast. Yeah. But what Redman was the fact that, one, you got to remember, too, because even artists to this day that's from, like, Jersey, Jersey sound is different from the East Coast. Like, they sound, they have this, yeah, he sound like he's from down south. I thought he was from, like, Atlanta somewhere. He's from Jersey, you know what I'm saying? So, like, all, like, all the artists have a different, like, they have a different, like, sound. Like, it's a unique sound that they could relate to everybody, you feel me? Yeah. It's just like that's why I say like Redman, Redman. I feel like you could play him at like a a, 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 a Miami party, like like songs. You pick the right song, yeah. Yeah. Like I think if I had to, growing up in Miami, if you had to play a Redman, if I was a DJ and I had to play a Redman song, I'd either play uh, I'll be that. Yeah. That was big in Miami. I remember that shit. I was in middle school for that, so mm-hmm. I remember. That shit was on the box every every five minutes. Every other video, I'll be that. <laughs> I'll be that. And uh, he had another one a couple of years after that shit that was pretty big, but I can't remember the name of it. I mean, besides the shit with Method Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But had, yeah, the Black Eyed Album classic. He had another one. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, man. I so, remember when Albi that came out, everybody <laughs> down here was on that shit. Yeah. Like, same thing I could say, even with like DMS. DMS could, his sound, you know, from for a New York nigga, like he. You could yeah, play him, yeah, yeah. You could play him anywhere in the south, like you know. You remember elementary school, especially like he was when he was in his prime, like the yeah, like, like the first three albums. You yeah, could play any of that shit. Yeah, man. like. But um, what 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 I like to ask people this: um, where you see yourself out of ten years from now? Uh, where I see myself out of ten years, still working, still grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know definitely in a better position financially and in a better position to be able to do shit for people. Uh, ideally, goal-wise, dream-wise, you know, too busy touring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd probably have to phone shit in, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But that, that's my main goal. As an artist, I'm definitely working towards, you know, touring full-time. Yeah. Because I, I love to perform, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that, like, I don't drop as much music as, as some other people do, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I... Tunnel Vision was 2015. Uh, the Different Cloth was 2017. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm actually going to try out something new just from, you know, streaming and the way shit's going. Mm-hmm. But my live shows has always just kept me buzzing. Mm-hmm. I could go two years damn near without mm-hmm. dropping a project. My live performance is what had me still buzzing. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people see me on stage. People know me, let's say, they see me perform for the first time and they can't believe that shit because I'm quiet. Yeah. Man, I'm real laid back. When your birthday? July 15th. Cancel. Yeah, you cancel. Yeah, we so, in Capricorn. We opposite signs, but we got the same. Yeah. So I'm real quiet, back. real laid yeah. back. I just observe everything. But when it's mm-hmm. time to hit the stage, that shit, I'm yeah, It's over, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you, you know, being, you know coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, we definitely have a part two. For sure. Um, there's a lot more we got to talk about. But um, before we end it, officially end it, you have any shout-outs, you know, any things coming out? Uh, I got a second single, Free, coming out. You know what I'm saying? It should be dropping by the time this podcast is out. But this episode's out, that'll be out. You know what I'm saying? I'll have the video coming shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Cat and 
my little baby. Everybody knows. She go wherever I'm at. She's there except today. Yeah. She, she hooked on that PS4 right now. Oh, she. she <laughs> what games was, I playing? That shit was for her. She on. That's for her, bro. She's on Gran Turismo right now. Okay, okay, you okay. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. She a gamer, low key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out Art Marrera that we saw earlier. Shout out, uh, you know, EFN for just showing me the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like when nobody would even really talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, you know, for reaching Appreciate out and shit. You know? yeah. I've been following your grind for a minute, so I had to come through this <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, man. And shit. Shout out to everybody who's listening, you know what I'm saying? We, we talked for a minute. Yeah, we're about so, almost, what, two hours? Yeah. Yeah, so, almost two hours, man. I'm grateful, you know what I'm saying, that people even care what we had to say and shit. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm honestly going to name the, I got to, you know, put the title as, you know, ER305, you know, giving out game because yeah. you said a lot of things that, you know, other people wouldn't say. Yeah. Because like I said, like earlier, um, I was at a listening party for my boy Hayes and um, I was saying that we, you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, I was telling, I was telling, I was talking to an artist, but in my mind, I'm like, you have to be that person to give out game because at the end of the day, we going all the money, all the success got room. You know, we got room for that. And, and I always felt that the most successful people are successful because of that. They gave out advices. You know, they gave out game. You know what I'm saying? Like they and they also listen. Yeah, you feel me? Because a lot of people, I especially with rap, bro, you see that shit a lot. Like. The, the, I, I call it the licks that people hit or, the, you know, like the knowledge they gain, they, mm-hmm. they keep that shit a secret. They keep that shit to themselves. They don't yeah. let it go. And it's like, I'd rather build it with you and put you on and you put me on or some shit and we both take it to the next yeah. level. You feel me? And then as you go on, you you meet more people and you learn more and more shit that can put you in a different position. Mm-hmm. If you hog up a little bit of shit that you do know and you don't have nobody to put on, once mm-hmm. that runs out, nothing is forever. Once that runs out, what you gonna do? You never exactly. build that up. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. And a lot of people don't get that shit. Exactly. Like the music shit, bro. Like I've, I've been through this shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? All independently too. So every every high moment, I felt like it was raw. You feel me? I mm-hmm. felt it. Every low moment, I had to take that shit on the chin by myself. You know, whether mm-hmm. it was a financial loss, whether it was shit that fell through. You know, some, somebody selling me out on some shit they said they was gonna do. I done had to take all that in the chin, so I don't mind sharing what I know with people, especially with like the younger homies coming up mm-hmm. under me. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm still within their time. I'm in their time frame mm-hmm. now because I'm still out here. But you the OG shit. of the. So I, what they gotta learn. Mm-hmm. I already know it. Yeah. Even to this day, I'm telling people, yo, you need to get your shit on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You need to get your shit on Apple. Even if you don't make no money, mm-hmm. it's available for people in the marketplace that don't use SoundCloud. Yeah. You're next to all the famous people on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, a lot of people got to be careful when they say millennials. Millennials, last, they from 1980 to 2001. I'm a millennial. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> from 1980 to 2001. You know, you consider millennials. So for me, me born 92... I got the late 90 kids, but also like 2000, 2001 kids, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, I have to, you know, give them advice and things like yeah. that too, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm stuck in a weird position almost because, you know, I'm I'm halfway in through what they call a millennium. Like yeah. you said, it's 80 to 01. So yeah. I'm 87, I'm damn near in the middle. Yeah, so you in the middle, yeah. I could, I could guide the younger 
you know what I'm saying, generation that's coming in after us, mm -hmm. you know, people want to get into rapping and production mm -hmm. or even, you know, investments and shit like that. I can show you, you know, put you up on game what I know. Mm -hmm. But then we're in such a trans, like millennials are living during such a transitional time yeah. that the people before us or even the older millennials, their shit they don't get, their shit yeah. they don't understand. So we kind of... We can show them the way too. Yeah. And I don't think that's really happened like that before. No, I think we're the first ones living through that shit. Yeah. We've lived through every technological shift that's been major. Yeah, thinking about it, like when the computer first came out, when the internet first came out, you know, we, yeah. Because when I was born, the computer wasn't shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What we was playing, like not we, because I was a baby, but. Yeah. What was people playing? Atari, yeah. Nintendo. Now you know we have the PS4, Xbox yeah. One. So especially yeah. the eighty babies, y'all seen like yeah. the, the evolution. That was on cassettes. Yeah. Now we on streaming files that aren't yeah. even tangible. You feel me? Yeah, it's crazy. Back then, blockbuster night, <laughs> going to the movies and having cable and shit. Yeah. Now we on Netflix. Netflix and chill and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy, man. You could put it on your phone. Now. Yeah. Like I had to remind the kids. Um, that's like 2006 and all that stuff. I'm like, when I was in, in eighth grade, I had a Nokia phones. I ain't had, I couldn't watch no Netflix and yeah, stuff bro, like that. I had no iPhone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it was Snake, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. But I appreciate you being on the, the show, show, man. Anytime, bro. Uh, this has been your boy, DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, episode 24 with ER305. Uh, you can catch the, the podcast on Audio Boom, Stitcher Radio, All Heart Radio, uh, iTunes. We everywhere, man. Yeah, Boulder, we everywhere, man. It, <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, we out.